All right. So I th- I think I think I have I think we have everything here, Bradley. Yeah. We um. The setup I, is complete. Okay, so I have we got the mic in the cushion seat. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got all my streams. The shared up. cushion. The the shared sofa. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Listen, if we were a real podcast, I'd have a camera set up right over there, but this this is fine. This is the energy is enough. Oh, maybe we'll get there. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. The um so this obviously should sound a lot better for you guys because Brad and I are now sitting in the same room <laughs> doing oh, yes. this podcast for the first time. Um because Bradley is living with me for a little bit for a few for a brief period of time while he's in between college and work. Um yeah. Brad, where are you going? Where are you? Where, where's where's your work at? Where are you gonna be heading? Very tumultuous times for me. Um, work <laughs> has taken me to Knoxville, Knoxville, Tennessee, somewhere I've never been. But I, I'm being optimistic. I don't know many people there, but I've only been told good things about it. Good food, good culture. Except it's in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey. Uh, gotta be optimistic about it right i That's can't facts. i can't go with like a, a bad mindset but now if yes. you go with a oh shit no sorry i'm setting up the song here because i forgot that's the one thing i forgot to do during setup was set up the fucking song um no you can't go with a bad mindset bad mindset because bad mindset only breeds oh well okay i thought i paused you stupid ass fucking thing oh my god this is horrible wow we are so unprofessional this is the most unprofessional podcast <laughs> on the planet yeah, we could always restart or we nah, keep running that. Nah, it, we're keeping it all. We're yes. keeping it all. We're 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 keeping it true to to you guys is what happens. All right. Anyway, look, our, our name isn't just sweet. Nah, we also got to bring the we bitterness. We got a little bitter bitterness in here, and <laughs> and that you just heard a bunch of bitterness. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 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 So we all sound all good. All all my shits checked. I'm pretty sure we're all good. All right. So let's let's get this thing started. Let's run it. Come get a body, dirty deep on poppy. Police won't stop me, that's on Johnny coming from me. I ain't had it, they homies dying, they ain't riding. She cute, she wet, them water sliding. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've been up in the trenches. Soft and cherry, you get scary by the church's chicken. You niggas bitches, kill you if you look suspicious. Trying to make it in the game, you gotta know the glitches. Chip cuz, tell them come and zip cuz. Honey, down his headstone. Homies call me rich cuz. Flip cuz, candles cuz they miss cuz. I ain't gotta diss cuz, you know what it is cuz. Dog ways, baby, cuz I'm park raised. We can do it late night, we can do it broad day. Got the strap in case I got a blast She been with me since we was on Olive Ave For Corona, I was at Ramona with the mask For Corona, knew the streets was over, wash my hands Full of vultures, so you know I wash my back Couldn't give it up, guess I got attached Still without a scratch, still with all of that Snitching niggas even got the water tap Damn, chip cuz, tell him come and zip cuz Hunted down his headstone, homies call me rich cuz Cuz candles, cause they miss cuz I ain't got a disc cuz you know what it is cuz Dog ways, baby, cuz I'm park raised. We can do it late night, we can do it broad day. 
Make that left. That's all the hood right there. Go down south by the fact. Go down south until you get to Clark. Bellflower. That's still the hood. Make that left. Or whatever you choose. And make that left on Artesia. Until you get back to Cherry. That's all the hood. Dead homies. Alright, and we are back. Oh, I, I almost paused in time. I was so close. I was like a millisecond off. Alright. Um, I forgot how to start, start these things. Every time we take a break, I just like forget how to <laughs> start these things. It's okay, I also, think... it's weird that I'm not just like staring off into just like a blank screen, basically. I'm actually looking at you while I'm talking, which is fucking weird. Hmm. But hopefully we have less breaks now. I think we, we're all settled in. I think so. Um... I think uh, these past couple of weeks have been, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about mm -hmm. it, but in terms of like entertainment, in terms of kind of like news, it's been like really slow. But I, I see yeah. in the horizon, things are about to start picking up again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has been slow. Ironically, I picked it. Well, I guess I picked a good two weeks. We picked a good two weeks to be absent. Literally, I spent the last two weeks just fucking running around places. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was, I was, Brad and I were laughing about it earlier because um, when I helped Brad move out and into into my house was like, well, I guess exactly two weeks ago at this point, yeah, right? Pretty much, yeah. And then I was home for maybe like a day and then my entire family picked up <laughs> and left for the Outer Banks and we left Brad at, at our house. And then when we got back, I was home for like another day and then I left for the Outer, or for um, Atlantic City for basically a week and now I'm back. You so were... this is like my first full like real day with with brad <laughs> you were in atlantic city new jersey yeah atlantic city new jersey which by the way is such a shit town oh my god i was oh, telling... really i thought you were gonna say good things about it from, from no it's sketchy as shit dude <laughs> oh man fuck it why well, I, I told you a guy got shot outside the restaurant oh, yeah. we were at That's yeah true. that shit was crazy yeah. um i didn't see it but we, we saw that we saw the policia come up um no atlantic city i mean like there's so many like homeless people and like um like the homeless community is like really large there i see um I don't know. It's just, like, really, like, dirty and, like, kind of, like, trashy. Like, trashy is, like, the best way I can use it. Um, Have you ever been to Atlantic City, Maryland? Oh, you're thinking of Ocean City. Ocean City. Oh, that's what... Yeah, is there, there are two Ocean Cities and one oh, Atlantic City. Okay. That's yeah, the one Ocean I was thinking there's two of. I'm pretty sure there's Ocean City, New Jersey. I know there's Ocean City, Maryland. And then there's Atlantic City, New Jersey. Atlantic City is known for, like, its casinos and shit. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, the, the hotel that we were at, I was in, like, the Tropicana. I went there for work. I, I was I was on like a work trip, um, and the hotel I was at was absolutely fucking humongous. One of the biggest hotels I've ever seen in my life. Is it like a big line hotel, or was it like a its own local thing? You know, was it like a Hilton or like no? A... It's, it was called the Tropicana. Like it's it's its own like individual oh, thing. Oh, I see. Um, but it had like uh, I wish I had like a picture. Uh, well, I guess I could show you a picture. Well, I guess I could literally just show you a picture. <laughs> but um, driving up to like Ocean City is like hella weird. Cause like, you drive like straight. You drive like perpendicular onto like the shore. Cause obviously you have like the coastline that's basically straight, and you drive like perpendicular into it. At least when you get to Atlantic City, and it's just like the coastline, right? Okay. So like the hotel was right on the coastline, but I was as it was riding up, I was like, oh, like I saw a building that said like Tropicana on the side. I was that was like a few miles away from the coastline, and then like as I got closer, I was like, oh, like this whole fucking thing is Tropicana. It's like it's like four. They have like four towers. Oh, and like they have complex. and they like connect one another like they go like over like cool. um like roads and shit it was fucking humongous but it had a big ass casino inside of it, like a full size casino inside have you ever gone gambling at all no I, I i mean i haven't gone gambling to the casino to a casino yeah but i do enjoy my 
I mean, I haven't been over the age of 21 for too long. Right. Or do you need to be 18 to gamble? You know what's funny? I have no idea. The weirdest concept to me was that, like, it was just, like, open to the public. Like, the casino was just open to the public. But you need to be a certain age to participate in a game of money? But Maybe. Like, I To be honest, I have no idea. And I don't know how it is in New Jersey. I feel like in Jersey it might be 18 to, be, to go into a casino. And then 21 to order liquor, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, regardless, we were in college, so I never got the yeah. chance to engage in those activities i think they were talking about putting a like a small casino in state college actually really i think there are plans to do that (laughs) which i think is a good idea yeah sure there's people Um, with money to spend yeah and if there's people that like to play around with money it's it's college kids bro i like so many i heard so many people get into like sports betting when we were in college stop buzzing me all right i gotta keep my i gotta keep my phone away from the couch because it's gonna cause the mic to pick up some shit like i saw like a lot of people like a lot of people getting into uh, in the recent uh, past or just like over the past the course of college uh like basically up until covid hit and then mm-hmm. like obviously all sport, like every sport on the planet mm-hmm. shut down for the most part but like before like right before covid hit like maybe like all of 2019 i used to see people or i used to hear from people that used to just like like that's where they made like they're just like passive income kind of it was just like oh. doing like unibet reality, reality kings and all that yeah 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 Is that it's called reality something? Uh, something like that to be honest i uh DraftKings. 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 Yeah, I don't know where I got reality from. <laughs> hmm. Um, <laughs> they're, they're still going strong. You know, I I would have thought that a lot of these. It's very lucrative. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's always people interested in betting. Very <laughs> I mean, lucrative. <laughs> and I mean, like, well, sports betting in PA was only legal, like, only became legal in like 2018, 2019, if I remember correctly. So oh, it's was only it illegal before then. Like, yeah. On what grounds? On what grounds it is in, like, people gambling. It had... There was some, like... Or maybe it was, like... I forget what it was. I know, like, a large percentage of gambling was outlawed in the... In in PA. In PA. Um, I can't remember what it all included. But I know, like, a large... I know when, like, they changed it, it was, like, a big deal. Because, like, now, like... That's when, like, you started seeing all these, like, DraftKings ads. Because, like, they now had a new... Huge, massive market in PA. I mean, PA sports are huge. There are going to be a lot of sports betters here. Mm. But... Yeah. Um, going back to entertainment, as we usually do, was there any like, we we, when was the last time we recorded? We last time we recorded was, at this point, my timeline, my music timeline, purely exists based on when the hell I last listened to, Kanye perform Donda. I mean, music. There's been some. When was the last time we recorded? We recorded two weeks ago, right before I came up here. So after after the first one, yeah, after so Don's first, first one. listening party, okay, and, but before the second one, yeah, and then we we heard the second because one because we came home, mm-hmm. yeah, right, right, because we came home and watched it right there, yeah, right, 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 that was okay, gotcha. So there hasn't been much releases. I mean, there's like, I mean, I you know we played that uh, Vince Staples song. I've been, I, I that album found itself again into my rotation, and I've had it very heavily, very heavily on repeat. Mm-hmm. It's such a great project, honestly. I. You know, I think I had mentioned to you before, so far it's the album of the year for me, and these yeah. past couple of days reinforced that. Like, oh my god. This is just the production. Vince Staples, like, he took, like, a... Uh, I feel like some of his old projects were a little bit all over the place in terms of uh, musical style, but this one was... I mean, it's a shorter project, so yeah. it was much more concise, and... Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if I like it more than Big Fish. Theory. Really? Okay. I Only like because Big Fish. Fish Theory has like production that I like more. Like had like all that like weird fucking like off the walls mm-hmm. production. 
I think it, some of the the best singles out of Big Fish are, I think, still better than some of like the best yeah. singles off yeah. uh, his new album in Staples. Yeah, but that was also longer. Like I liked how concise this last one was. Mm-hmm. But uh, besides that, I mean, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Kanye or not Kanye Kendrick just uh, revealed his literally final hours TV ago. Album. Literally yeah. hours ago, he said that yeah, his 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 next album would be his last one on TDE, yeah. which. He was very specific to say on TDE, so I can imagine that like he he's he and he and he thanked TDE. So it made me it made me believe that like it gave me like the same energy that like an athlete leaving. It gave me like the same energy as like it probably is pretty similar in energy to like Messi leaving Barca, like <laughs> the exact same shit. Like he's like yo like it was great here, mm-hmm. like they did a lot for me. I did a lot for them, but like I'm finna like do do some other shit. And and it was on a sad note though, not to say you know like yeah. he's just trying to move yeah. on or whatever. Like I'm sure he. He'll remember these times fondly. Bro, TD's gonna be scrambling, bro. Yeah. Who does TD have left? They have Schoolboy Q. I mean, they have SZA. I mean, listen, SZA can carry the entire... Like, SZA has... SZA is, is strong, but she cannot carry the entirety yeah. of the TD She, she has the talent, but she doesn't have the, uh, the wider appeal. appeal. Yeah, exactly. She does not. She should. <laughs> and she kind of... I mean, it's... I agree, she should. R&B doesn't R&B that, that like R&B sphere does not have is just naturally not going to have a big yeah. enough audience as much as like a hip hop sphere does like that Kendrick's in. I mean it's just not for anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I think also beyond that Kendrick's Kendrick has like like that notoriety or I'm not sure if notoriety is the right word to use but though they both have, you know, the talent Kendrick. I guess yeah, because of hip hop, he's mm-hmm. he's he's gotten that Hip hop's just, just a bigger like you hear hip hop everywhere. Like it's rare that you hear like a SZA R and B. I mean, like I I hear Good Days all the time, but I mean that's just because SZA has massive star power right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily because the music itself is very, um, not just because the music genre that she's in is very popular. She's just very popular. Mm-hmm. It'd be um, cool to see him start a new label as well. I wonder what people he would bring up. Like maybe his cousin. I th- I'm pretty sure he and his cousin. I think that because I I remember like, or what what year was it? It was like right. When Baby Baby when Baby Keem was like put onto the scene, like he came out on twenty seventeen twenty. I'm thinking twenty eighteen. It couldn't have been that long ago. It might have also been nineteen. I'm losing track of days. Honestly, COVID just cooked my entire sense of time because it feels it feels like nothing happened in twenty twenty. Some some sometime between twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen. Let's let's say right. It might have been twenty twenty. Now I'm thinking about it. It wasn't that long ago. His first album, right, Baby Keem. I don't, I, think well, I don't know. I'm not talking about his first album. I'm talking about like when he was pushed as like, oh, this is Ken, this is Kendrick's cousin, and then he was pushed like really heavy into the mainstream. I want to say it was 2019, 2020, hmm. but um, he came out. Well, he got moved to I forget the name of the label or like the conglomerate that like he and Kendrick made together. Ooh, People thought know. it was a label. I don't think it was confirmed as a label. It was just, like, some weird... Like, I remember, like, he, like, cleared out his Instagram, and, like, that was, like, the only thing that he had on there was that, like, whatever the fuck it was called. Like, their logo or whatever. Okay. But, um, he's probably gonna make his own label. I was telling Brad earlier, it's, like, it reminds me of something that, like, like, uh, Drake did. Obviously, a lot later than what than Drake did it, but, like, Drake dipped off of, um, what, YMCMB. Uh, who's YMCMB on there? I forget what label YMCMB was under, but that's like Lil Wayne's label. Well, Birdman and Lil Wayne's label, right? But he kind of removed himself from that label as soon as he was like, "Yeah, I can just do this shit on my own." Drake was part of the same label as Lil Wayne. Yeah, why? Yeah, Young Money, Cash Money. Yeah, yeah Nick, Nicki Minaj and Drake are, are children of Lil Wayne. 
they were both put on they're both on this label that's that's where they got like all their um that's where they got like their audience well initially initially that's where they had like their foundational audience from because they were co-signed by Lil Wayne who at the time was the biggest if not it was one of the if not the single biggest artist in the world rapper otherwise mm-hmm. so like yeah him and Nicki Minaj that's why they always did songs together a lot early because they were on the same label yeah but I'm pretty sure so cash money let me see if I remember my hip-hop lore cash money is <laughs> is, is, is <laughs> cash money is the label that is owned by Birdman um and then I'm pretty sure Birdman brought on Lil Wayne if I remember correctly, Lil Wayne was side to Birdman because they had their whole dispute, whatever. And then Birdman was like, yo, you can do your own label. So then Lil Wayne made Young Money, Cash Money, which included um, Drake, Nicki Minaj. I'm pretty sure Tyga was a part of YMCMB. Cool. If I remember correctly. And a bunch of other people. Basically, if you take bedrock so like if you pull up bedrock on your phone right now on spotify and you look at all the features i'm pretty sure all those artists are ymcmb or were ymcmb hmm. um but yeah, anyway then drake broke off made ovo sound and then proceeded to sign like division uh roy woods uh almost signed the weekend which would have thank god he did not sign the weekend because the weekend would not be nearly as popular as he was now or as he is now is if he would be if he signed to ovo i'm so happy did you know that 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 the weekend almost signed to Drake's label? Really? Huh. Yeah, like way yeah. back in the day. That would have been that would have been horrible. God. In hindsight, that would have been so bad. Because I mean, like, if you're on a label with Drake, Drake's getting all the attention. Yeah. Because it it's is. Drake. I mean, it is what it is, right? And they're just like their audiences are so different. Not at the beginning. Really? Not at the beginning. Okay. I didn't um, follow them too much. And like, actually, uh, take care. So Drake's, if you want to call this magnum opus, that's kind of a Drake's biggest album, right? Take care. Um, had a heavy weekend presence. The weekend wrote like the majority of the songs, oh. helped with the production and a lot of the songs, yeah. and then obviously has, um, what's the song called? Uh, with the both of them. Uh, Crew Love. That's his. That's his one feature on there. But I'm pretty sure he might have like additional vocals on some of the song. But like the weekend like helped out with that album like a ton, like a fuck ton. Cool. Um, um, and then Drake tried to sign him because he's. He, I mean, <laughs> gotta give it for Drake for for no, for eyeing out talent i mean like the weekend's like the great like the biggest artist on the planet right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. but the weekend's very very smartly said yeah I'm, I'm gonna just do this on my own and go to a different label and be like what label is the weekend with now i don't know now i want to say <sighs> fuck i can't remember anymore it's so hard That's to keep fair. track i mean they're only like three big ass ones but it's just hard to keep track yeah of no, they, they also have like maybe epic their subunits and, and mm-hmm. whatnot so i'm but, interested um, like you know who knows like I mean, I, I'm also worried. I mean, let me finish my first thought. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, K- Kendrick has the potential to, if he makes like a strong label, like he could, I think, make a big splash in like the musical industry. Yeah. I'd be very, it'd be very fun to watch that. But one thing I am worried about is he's been like trending towards this. I think I've alluded to it in past uh, podcast episodes, but he's been trending to like this. Um, I forget what the term for it is, but it's this like religious group. Like the uh, Israelite, the Hebrew Israelites, or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Basically, it's some like fringe, I think, Christian religious movement. Okay. And like he 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 alludes to it as well in the Damn mm-hmm. album. Um, you know, his calls with like his cousins or whatever, because they're also like very heavily into. Okay. That. So I'm not sure. One one specific sentence he said in 
that um, post from earlier was like, I'm going to try and or I'm going to keep continue to achieve my higher calling or I don't know, something something along those lines. Just some like, yeah. And I'm not sure if that's like him trying to say he's like moving away from music. He's maybe trying to take a more religious angle, which I, I wouldn't really listen. Power listen, to him. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> hear me and hear me good listening, people. If Kendrick makes an album comparable to Jesus is King, I'm never letting any guys hear. I'm, you guys are going to hear the end of it up until I'm probably past I die, man. No, I'll also hate as well, man, because I respect... He won't do that. I'm being facetious. He won't actually do that. I, I don't. I can't imagine he would do that, but... I hope not. See, I mean, it wouldn't make sense. It'd be too out of character for him because Kanye does have that history of just branching out yeah. and... Doing weird shit. Yeah, just doing different sounds, doing, doing whatever. whatever. <laughs> I mean, but, Kendrick has two to a degree. Yeah, kind of, not to the same degree, mind you, but to, to a degree, he's, like, he's all of his albums sound different. They do sound different, but they, they have that hip hop sound. They have they stay within the the hip hop sphere in terms of yeah, production. To your terms... to your point, they don't really push the envelope of the the hip hop mm-hmm. sound like at all. Yes, and and besides that, you know, not to take away from just the the technical masterpieces that they are because obviously they're extremely well written but mm-hmm. they're not good because they're different necessarily like kanye's are which are and obviously not just because they're different but i think that's like uh the biggest difference in terms of you know what we're, we should expect to see with the next album i mean who knows though who knows who the fuck knows 20, 2019, 2020 did a number on people. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do indeed get a Jesus is Emperor. <laughs> I, mean, I remember like a couple months ago, or actually a bunch of months ago, um, there were like pictures of him filming a music video of him like floating above like an ocean shoreline or some shit like that. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, I didn't think about it then. But now that you bring that, that up now, in the end, that makes me feel like he's going to be on some spiritual shit with this album. Even though I remember saying... I remember seeing somewhere that like this is supposed to be like a really like rock inspired. I have heard that album, as well. yeah. Which kind of it doesn't worry me at all because mm-hmm. I mean it's Kendrick. Kendrick's a great artist. He's gonna figure out what to do mm-hmm. with that kind of sound. It, it sounded like, good and damn. He had like a couple like rock. Like he has that song with uh, U two. Oh, yeah, U two triple X oh. and U two. I actually gotta fuck with that song. Yeah, he has like some like rock vibes in that album, which I think yeah. fitted pretty well. He, so that'd be cool to see. Though yeah. if he goes the Christian rock sound, I don't know what that's gonna sound like. I don't know, dog. Listen, listen. I'm not gonna. I got as a Kanye fan, I got hate for Jesus King for years, bro. I'm still getting hate for that album coming out, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I will segue into this Kanye topic off the loosest strand. Yo, talking about waiting. When's the movie coming out? Which movie? <laughs> the, I I saw some like a meme about it. It was the movie with it was like an animated thing with him as the oh bear. the show or was it a show? It's that, him and Cuddy, right? Yeah, him, and, the show with him, him as the bear and Cuddy as like the fox bro. I have thing. no clue. <laughs> I feel like last thing I heard about that could I think Cuddy himself said that like Kanye like has not like done anything with that, or has not reached out to him about doing anything more with that. I don't know, dude. Kanye does way too much shit. I don't, I don't know how that man say. I mean, well, he doesn't say stay same sane, but I don't know how that man stayed somewhat sane for so long, dude. They do this way too much shit. For, for what it was as well, it looked like a good. It like, looked like a well cool, animated. Yeah, I mean, it was it was structured. I think it was di- directed by uh, Murakami. Oh, like like uh, the Murakami, like the like the like the the artist, the um, Takashi Mur- 
Takashi Murakami? Is that how you pronounce his name? Um, like the, he the, did like the book art, like the book writer. No. Okay, I'm thinking of somebody else then. The the guy he designed graduate the art the album art for graduation. Oh, cool. He also um he does a lot of shit. He does he's like really popular in hip hop culture, <laughs> um and like fashion culture, like hip hop fashion culture because he does like that weird like in your face kind of pop art. <laughs> he did. He's the one that made the bear then. No, oh. no, he did the art for KSG as well. Oh, oh, cool. I, that is some um, cool like the weird, honestly. like the really cool, like I, I love his aesthetic, but mm-hmm. it's all like pastel colors. Yeah, like just weird like little really sprites bold, like, and stuff. Yeah, weird sprite. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably a good way to say it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm waiting. Um, oh, should I go over these hot takes that I have? I, I, I'll try to remember them. These, these pre-Donda official release hot takes. Oh, yo, that I yes. have. Yes. Um. Oh, I t- I tweeted about. It. I was talking to Lek about it because I tweeted it that I have I have like some scolding hot hot takes because I've listened. Bring them so, up. So I'm gonna. Cu- it's kind of an echo of what we talked about last episode, but like, so since last episode, we Brad and I watched the second listening party of the event of his we're, album, and we we're more than ready for the third and, we and mo- the fourth and the fifth, and we are more than ready for the third, <laughs> which happens a week from now. Um, but the second one was dramatically better than the first oh, party. Yes. Oh my god, it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. Um but it also came down to like the the potential and a lot of these things obviously this is unreleased music that we're talking. This is technically unreleased music that was played for people, but it's still like not finished so mm-hmm. far as we know. Um so like all my takes are with that in mind, right? So like I was listening I've listened to this album so many times because I I have like a ripped version that someone took from the stream. I've listened to the album countless times, both the original version that we heard from the first listening party as well as the second one. And um, I told I told Lek, because he was asking what my hot takes were, I think the biggest scorching hot take of this album is that this album has the potential, and I want to articulate that this album has the potential to be better than My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay. And I'll also support that by saying My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is not my favorite Kanye project, and I think it has... I think it has not a lot of flaws, but I think it has glaring flaws that not a lot of people talk about when it's, like, when they talk about, like, how great it is. Because everyone, if you talk to any Kanye fan on the street, like, if you pull up, if you walk to, if you go up to, like, any music fan and you ask them, like, hey, what's Kanye's best album? Like, nine out of ten times, I think I'm going to say My Beautiful Dark. It's just, like, it's not a meme at this point, but it's just kind of, like, an establishing that that's, like, his magnum opus and that it's, like his greatest album ever which i mean so, I, I i will hear an argument for it's just not like my opinion mm-hmm. okay. um but the reason i say is because i think donda does a, a lot of the same things that my beautiful dark fantasy does just slightly more interesting and slightly more of them sometimes so like my beautiful dark had a lot of posse cuts like some of the best songs on there were posse cuts what are um, I'm sorry. I'm... Like uh, songs that have like a lot of artists on them, oh, like okay. so appalled, like monster, like um, well, Gorgeous doesn't really count as a posse cut. Well, mm-hmm. no, it doesn't because it's just him and no, it's him, Cuddy, and whoever. But there are a lot of songs on there that have a lot of different features, just like Donda does. Um, there are a lot of albums on here. The the one critique that like I would give to My Beautiful Dark, even though it's hit or miss, because I mean it's kind of a moot point because they're good anyway. It's like a good critique. But like a lot of the out, al- a lot of the best parts about My Beautiful Dark don't come from Kanye himself. Like a lot of the best verses are not Kanye's verses. Pretty much every verse that you hear that people say is like their favorite on, on, My Beautiful Dark, which is like Nicki's 
MonsterVerse, which is like Rick Ross's Devil New yep. Dressverse, which is, I mean, you can call Runaway itself. I mean, Runaway is pretty much Kanye singing whatever, and you can call Push T too. Push T was fine. Um, <laughs> People's favorite first yeah. from Runaway is the whole song. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blame Game, but they like that for John Legend. Yeah, John and, Legend. Yeah. And like obviously the Chris Rock skit. Like, there are a lot of elements in that album that people really like, but don't really have anything to do with Kanye other than they're just on a Kanye song on Kanye production, right? Right. Um, they talk about Mike Dean a lot. Mike Dean fucking annihilated every song that he touched on that album. Um, sorry, what were you going to say? So, here's my take of it. I, mm-hmm. I agree with you, actually, very closely. I, I think that the reason why MBTTF is so great is because, you know, Kanye brings out the best in others. Yes. Well, also, you Which know, is one of his skills. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not knocking that in terms of like the album in a vacuum i'm talking about that like compared to like some of his other albums that like are very much him and like all the best parts are him mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i've also been listening uh not quite as much as you i i want to hear but i also just i kind of want to hear the finished product and because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm honestly also very excited for it yeah. um so i'm pulling up the track list kind of want to keep my expectations reserved but i have been uh listening to uh was the google drive you mentioned yeah is that the one you sent me yeah it's the most updated one i've given that one a couple of listens and uh here on here and there uh, on reddit on uh twitter on a couple of social media i've seen um leaks pop up yeah i've heard those um and and what i've gotten from this album i i feel i see not quite every style that he's touched but i see him dipping into a lot of his styles and it feels though i don't think it's probably not his last album it does feel like a culmination yes of everything he's done so far it does and it really does feel like that including even including the jesus is king aspects of it Mm -hmm. which i think sounded so great like jesus king is a good album y'all i'm like mm -hmm. talking to like where i think the audience would be singing if you got nice jesus king is a good album i'm gonna defend that album to the death of me it's a good album it's a well-made album you just can't play it anywhere. <laughs> That's my problem. It just has zero replayability. It's just, it's a good album. It just has no replayability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like he he's really, as I said, polished those aspects while also still keeping what he's so good at in the features. And you know, we despite them still coming in, you know, as we as we saw with the verse by Jay Z at the last second at four forty four, and. Um, Apparently, like, um, you know, he, he got uh, the weekend able, like, he got him working in, in it. There's like, he still has that aspect of it, which I love, but it's more of, I see more, he's put himself center stage this mm-hmm. time, which yeah. I'm very much appreciating so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, second scorching hot take um, Hurricane, which is rumored to be a single, like an actual single for the album. Okay. Um, is his most important single probably i would put if i were to list out kanye's most important singles which is a weird thing to like categorize right like it would be like the list would include in no particular order jesus or jesus walks um i mean i'll put stronger just because it's its biggest but that's kind of in hindsight um, no 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 huh no 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 featuring little no. baby <laughs> uh, i would put those two um i'd have to think about the uh i guess i wouldn't call i wouldn't say bound bound two is like his most important like i'm not talking about like his best right i'm talking about his most important to Mm -hmm. like his choreography to like him as an artist like jesus walks is like almost undoubtedly one 
The only, th- I think Hurricane, honestly, in terms of importance, if it is indeed a single, is a close second. Because this song has been rumored, well, not rumored, it's literally been in existence since 2018. I mean, I think I've mentioned Three that last years, episode. Yeah. It's been in existence since 2018. Not only has it been in existence, he's used it as promo. So this is a song that he obviously had enough faith in to use it as promo for a, uh, an album that got scrapped, right? And he has enough faith in it that he kept it even after that album got scrapped. That and that combined with like the billions of re- like different versions of this song that exists. There's a song with yes. Ann Clemens. There's a song with him. There's a song with The Weeknd. There's a song with The Weeknd without the chorus. There's a song with The Weeknd with the chorus. There's a song with Ann Clemens, but with a different verse from Young, with from Kanye. There's a there's a billion yes. different versions yeah. with all different tweaks and stuff. He has been touching that song literally for years, and if it's not well received, it's it's gonna be well received. If it's not well received, it's gonna be bad because yeah. it's been there for so. It has so much weight behind it. I'd love to hear his thoughts about it as well. Yeah. Just I like, would love to just hear Kanye talk about his... How, we, we talk, I think we talked about this. Like, we wish that there was a documentary, like, mm-hmm. or like a behind-the-scenes that showed his creative process. His creative process is one of the most fascinating things that I wish... That I hope will be explored um, in a more public setting in the future. Because it is fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, have you heard, like, any of the stories of, like, the My Beautiful Dark... Yes, studio so Hawaii, sessions back in Hawaii, Hawaii with all the stupid, with all the weird rules, <laughs> like just like that kind of shit. The suits, the yeah, like everyone has to wear <laughs> suits, no phones allowed, like so and like with Jesus came, like no one was allowed to have sex when they while they were working on the album, which oh, I think is really? oh, you didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. They, they were supposed to stay absent while they were working on the album, which is the funniest oh, fucking thing. Okay, um, what the hell? which is just like you know just random little snippets, but like in generally speaking, like his creative process is so fascinating, and like going on to these listening parties, like these listening parties are said to be part of his creative, creative process. process yeah. He's playing them for us. Like, the album's not done, which is one of the first things that we came in here and said on the first episode that we were talking about it, which is the album does not sound done. But he played it for us to get our feedback from the public and be like, all right, let's figure out what this needs. I can guarantee you we all hated Hurricane. I'm pretty sure I came in here and said that I, I, I was appreciative that Hurricane lived to be on this album, but I hated his weird robotic singing on it. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I think I played it. Did I play it? Yeah. Did. I did play it. Yeah. Yeah, and I said I hated his robotic-ass verse because it was him singing it. And, of course, he went back and added the biggest artist on the planet (laughs) (laughs) to grace it. And Brad and I were watching it. He can verify this. I started tearing up when I heard The weekend on that song. I'm not going to lie to you. I did. It sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm sad. I've heard in the the newer versions he took out the chorus. I heard that, too, that he took out the chorus. And that's what I mean. I don't know this he's tweaking it so much i mean he pays so he's so meticulous about these projects like it's amazing um but anyway hurricane is going to be hurricane is his most important song ever um single ever one of the most important um scorching Out take number three i think i only have well this is this is this is a lukewarm take um actually this is a freezing cold take um the song with pop smoke like the interlude with pop smoke should just be just should not be on the album at all Okay. It has Perfect. zero zero reason to be there. In my, I, I skip it every time. It's not bad, but it's just Pop Smoke. And like, I I get that he's like, I guess like paying homage to him. But I'm also not the biggest fan of post. Um, what's what I'm looking for? Yeah, um, I can't think of it. Like either. after artists die and they people their, their labels still release their music. Um, whatever, I don't, don't want to say postmortem. That's not the right word. Postmortem is, is post-mortem. no postmortem is I think birth. <laughs> 
Is it postmortem? No, posthumous is the word I'm looking for. Posthumous. posthumous. Yeah, you're posthumous. right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of posthumous albums. Um, like at all. Um, only a few of them have been done well. Like Circles by Mac Miller is like mm-hmm. one of the only ones that comes to mind. Um, dude, a name that has been, I feel like ran to the ground. Though you know, regardless of your thoughts on him, XXX Tentacion. Yeah, and they and they killed those those that label for releasing his unreleased music because those songs were like unreleased, unreleased, like they were like dead in the water, unreleased, oh. and then they still pushed them to be released. Whatever, I could I could talk for an entire episode about posthumous releases and how they're just shitty in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it has, something has on. to be done tastefully. Yeah, they have to be done tastefully. It's hard without the artist's approval, without mm-hmm. the artist's influence, yeah. right? It's hard. Um, quick sign on that. There's a picture of. Um, Oh, I'm going to go on a tangent here, too. Um, and then we'll move on to Marvel stuff afterwards. Um, I'm going to go from a slight tangent to a bigger tangent. Mini tangent <laughs> is, I saw a picture of um, Anderson Pock, um from uh, a magazine article written, I think, over the weekend. or Well, early this week. Um, and he has a tattoo that basically says, I'm, I'm not, it's like on his arm. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but it says, "Don't release any music after I die." That's like tattooed on his arm. Okay. Um, he's like, he's like, if it's not released, like it's not done. Like if it's not released, fair. But it's not done. Do not release it. He's like, there, there are demos that are not meant to be heard yet. He's like, do not release it. I think that's kind of shitty that people. I don't know if it's real or not. Granted, but like even if it is real or even if it's not real, it's kind of shitty that like that's a thing that someone has to say. Yeah. Like, hey, don't release my music after I die. Beyond just saying something that somebody has to tattoo on their body for people to respect it. Yes. (laughs) And second tangent off that tangent, um, that uh, Silk Sonic album got moved back to January. Oh, I didn't know. They said it got moved back to January. Oh, oh, that hurts. It hurts so bad. Oh, it hurts so fucking bad. I, I I tweet out. I needed that album like a week ago. I need that album like I need the album when they announced it to be honest oh, with dude, you. That, remember I mentioned that things were picking up. That was part of things picking up. That was in my pipeline. It's <laughs> now <funny>. it's gone. <laughs> Cuz the and it's funny. It's really funny because I actually for the first time in terms of like a rollout or a pushback for the probably the first time I actually fully understand why they did it cuz they said why they did it. They said that they didn't want to be um like a once and done kind of record granted i don't think it would be like that it's gonna be amazing i think it's gonna be great i think there's no way this album's what? bad there's no possible there's no possible yeah. way this album's bad if they it just might be that... okay it might be mid like they're like maybe the album cuts are just like okay or like underwhelming compared to our expectations <laughs> but like there's no way it's bad right but there's no way that this is like an album that's forgotten very quickly however that that, that should be true however in a quarter four that is basically going to include Kanye, Drake, Kendrick possibly, Travis Scott, mm-hmm. um, and then whoever the hell else. I'm I'm still counting on SZA dropping this year. Not that it's the same lane, but I'm still counting on SZA dropping this year. Um, and a bunch of other artists that are probably going to drop somewhere between there. If if you're not super conf- if you're not super confident in your replayability, I would be. Sc- let me actually let me not say it that way because I'm sure they're very confident there in the quality of their album when it comes to replayability and quality and all that stuff. If I were an artist, I would be scared to drop with those in between those artists because we know that all of them are dropping this year and it's almost September. If they if each one of them released a month, they own that month. If Kanye releases tomorrow, he owns up until Drake releases. 
when Drake releases, he owns up until Kendrick releases. When Kendrick releases, he owns up until Travis releases, and in whatever order. And then there's going to be overlap, because they're all big enough to, like, exist on their own, but still control the entire music industry when they drop, right? <laughs> so, like, if you're not necessarily on that scale, which, ironically, Bruno Mars is on that scale, and Anderson Pac should be on that scale, I understand how scared they are that people yeah. are going to listen to their album, like it a lot, and then just get suffocated by everything else mm-hmm. that's really good that they want to talk, mm-hmm. you know? I get it. Yeah, I think it's it's especially because the music that's being released or or should I say the music that they release it has the replayability but it, it's not meant for that radio success that some of these acts yeah are expected to bring like the Drakes like the Kanyes you know you'll as you said you'll be hearing their stuff everywhere mm-hmm. and you could you could there are times when you hear Bruno's stuff everywhere but it's more under a different context you know yeah it is it's 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 like I don't know how to how to really put it. They just bring a, a different vibe. So I understand that honestly. I get it. I get yeah, it. I, I get it exactly. And to be honest, like I th- I don't I don't think it's a dumb move. I mm-hmm. think like in all moves, I think commercially it's a good move. I think um, I think like in terms of the art, it's a good move. In terms of people like the reception of your art, I think it's a good move. Um, it just hurts me as a consumer because I want this album like ASAP Rocky. Um, skate. I know we have differing opinions on skate. Um, I still think Leave the Door Open is astronomically better than Skate. Even though Skate's great, Skate's, like, really good. I mean, it's a really good song. I just think Leave the Door Open is just, like, leagues and leagues and leagues better than that. I really like Skate off first listen, but... It's great. I still I haven't, like it. I haven't heard it as much as Leave the, I, no. as I did Leave the Door Open. Leave the Door Open is humongous. Leave the Door Open is my current best song of the year. And I still hear it, honestly. Like, yeah. whenever I go out, like, it'll be just playing. It so. came out in, like... Months ago. Early... April? Yeah, really. No, was it April? Wasn't it like March? I'm pretty sure it was like March 10. I don't know why I remember that date off the top of my head. Like March 10 or March 13. Something like that. Pretty sure. <laughs> it might have been around there. Anyway, it happened in that time period. It's still playing heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, to your point. Uh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope that it also means that they will continue to work together. Yeah. That would be wonderful news. And I think they said that. I think they said that the album. They, they wanted to put more songs on it, so this pushback gives them time to put more songs on it. Nice. Which I... To me, that sounds like they had, like, nine songs on it. Granted, I'm talking on my ass. It's just what it sounds like to me. To me, it sounds like they have nine songs on it. I, I would anticipate a, an 15, album like that 16. should have... I think every album should have 13 songs. Yeah. <laughs> I think every album in existence should have 15 songs. Also, that's an issue I have with this Dawn album. There are 22 fucking songs yeah. on here. It goes fast. It's a fast hour and change, but it's it's a lot of music, dude. I guess for the for the Silk Sonic album, from I mean from what I can tell right now, you know, judging off what we've heard from Skate and mm-hmm. Leave the Door Open, I think that it will be on the shorter side of things. It'll be, as you said, maybe like yeah. max thirteen songs. But if we do see a trend in a different direction, which I think is entirely possible. In the direction where there are songs like the ones we've heard, but also more Anderson Pack inspired, Anderson Pack inspired songs, mm-hmm. it could be a longer album just so that they can give enough room for each other yeah. and for both and for them together to. But I'm not sure how their what their creative process has been yeah. like. You know, I'm not sure what they're trying to highlight from this. If I wonder if they're gonna do singles. Like when I say singles, I mean like uh, like if you're gonna have songs because I know like on like on like joint projects, especially in the hip hop world some songs are like have like one of the artists on it mm-hmm. like some songs on like watch the throne have like just kanye on it some have just jay-z on it 
Um, I wonder if, uh, just a brief wonder. I wonder if they're going to do that. Um, and even in something like KSG, you know, some songs are markedly more Kanye-esque, whereas yes. some are just heavily Cuddy's humming. Yes, Cuddy's vibe, yeah. Uh-huh. Even though they share an aesthetic, there is like an, an overlap in the aesthetic. It's not a full overlap, so they could easily go into one lane mm-hmm. and just kind of take it that way. Leave the Door Open and Skate have both been more... They're presenting themselves as a duo kind of thing. Yes. Not as much as a collaboration. Yeah. They have both been Bruno Mars-esque. Mm-hmm. Not like not they like have. super Bruno Mars-esque, because like, there's still a lot of Anderson in there, just in like how they sound, like what kind of instruments they use, what kind of like groove they use mm-hmm. with it. Like They have Anderson in there, but they're definitely more poppy than anderson yeah, does definitely um which is a bad I'm thinking, thing yeah I, I could see the album also not being as popular that's kind of what but i guess we'll have to see regardless we'll as see. you said we'll see january good we'll see january <laughs> um i have full faith that it actually comes out in january because i don't think that these two artists are really in excuse me in the business of doing what the fuck Kanye Kanye does. Doing. <laughs> yeah right. no they're yeah at least, I mean, I'm not too familiar with uh, Anderson Pac releases, but I know Bruno Mars is... Yeah, I mean, he's a pop star. Pop stars don't really play around with release dates yeah. like that mm-hmm. um, because they can't... That's not how they're marketed. Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas, like, obviously, our, uh, hip-hop artists are just marketed to be flakier mm-hmm. or just happen to be flakier. Yeah. And the market does not matter. Does, pop, does not care. Pop, star, pop stars have to cash in on the hype, whereas hip-hop artists have to generate hype. They, they generate the hype. That's mm-hmm. actually a really good way to put it. Someone should write that shit down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought of that. I'm like, wow. All right. I have two more Scorching Hot takes, and then we're going to leave this and go on to Marvel. Because we need well, to bring on the Marvel. takes. I'm, I'm enjoying these. All right. Um, take number two, or take number three, I think this is. Take number four, um, wouldn't it be? Never abandon your family. If it's mixed correctly, will be one of Kanye's greatest songs ever made. I'm not sure if you remember. I'm going to play it. Two lessons that he passed along to his children. I'm just going to skip. The first. If it's performed right. If this song is performed right and mixed perfectly, this will be one of his greatest songs ever made. And I'll explain why once it's. That's my. I'm pretty sure that's Mike Dean. I don't think that's anyone else other than Mike Dean on this. Did you see Mike Dean is done working with Donda? I was gonna bring that up. I forgot that happened. I'll bring that up before I get into the song. Why? My opinion on that. Yo, Mike Dean. Yo. People were coming at that yeah, man so yeah. hard. Oh, I felt so bad. I felt mm-hmm. so bad. Because all Mike Dean does, for anyone who doesn't know who Mike Dean is, is a producer slash engineer who um, <laughs> works who works a lot with Kanye West, yeah. um, has made some of the greatest Kanye songs, some of the greatest songs, period. He, he's Kanye Kanye's West. guy. To he's Kanye's yeah. go-to mixer. Um, he's an engineer. I'm saying he's an engineer um, because I'm pretty sure he has like the final say well not the final say Kanye's the final say as usual but he has like the f- he's Kanye's co-contributor in terms of mixing the album it is right hand man in a way yes yeah. um for what like the final details on what the album mm-hmm. sounds like what each song sounds like um and of course as like a close collaborator with Kanye people were coming at this man constantly about when this album was coming out constantly I felt so bad because like 
Mike Dean obviously knows, like, I mean, Mike Dean probably knows, well, he definitely knows more than the rest of us, but probably, but at the same time, probably, Mike Dean probably knows just about the same as the rest of us, whereas Kanye might say something to him, but Kanye's also flaky as shit. I mean, it just changed his mind at the last second anyway. A la, um, a la Apple event. A la Apple event. <laughs> um, Album releasing tonight. Yeah. But like, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but like Mike Dean gave us, um, Mike Dean gave us the the guitar solo in Devil in New Dress, which is one of the, in my opinion, it's well, one of my favorite him. instrumentals okay. ever. Nice. Yeah. And people credit that to being like the best part of that song, even in a song that's absolutely godlike. Yeah, anyway, it is a. I mean, it makes sense. I never really thought about it. It makes sense that it'd be Mike Dean, but mm-hmm. like I instantly knew that's what you were talking about. The guitar dude. into the thing. Wow. Um, yeah. And then obviously he mixed it. Okay. But um, that's what I'm saying. I appreciate it's Mike Dean on this part because it very sounds like a Mike Dean ass riff. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a Mike Dean riff. Yeah, that's very like drawn out, that. dramatic mm-hmm. and shit, and very it's pitched. It sounds like a Mike Dean riff. Um, but you were saying about your hot take. Um, but this song, it's called "Never Ban Your Family." I think this is, like I said, if it's performed correctly, I think it's performed fine. It sounds super raw, like Kanye actually sing it. It sounds un- insanely raw, which is perfect in terms of what the song is about. Like it's really just him you know, having to deal with his divorce from Kim, obviously, and now how having, like, to split custody and his kids, and he doesn't know how old he's going to see. He's, him losing his family, that's what he's scared about, right? Because, obviously, he cares a lot about his family, and he has a lot of investment in his family, Kim included. Um, but, like, especially considering that was, like, a whole... I think it's going to be one of his best songs because it has a lot of... Um, you know, it talks about... It talks exactly about what his mental state is with the whole issue that we've all pretty much been able to watch unfold for the past year or so mm-hmm. right like we saw like all his breakdowns all of his like all his issues that he had with running for president like all those things with that and like all of his issues with kim <laughs> and how <laughs> how like they're never together and like how that he's going he's flying back and forth to see his kids and all this and that and like i think like since we were all super like privy to that information granted not to a lot of detail but we all got to see that there was obviously something going on right yeah and it was obviously we we could tell from our perspective that it was obviously taking a massive toll on on, mm-hmm. on kanye right but he like never for, really spoke about it yeah and but he never spoke about it because like i mean who would really it's family business it's not our business exactly it's family mm-hmm. business but to put that into your art and to feel and to put so much emotion into that like you don't get that kind of emotion on such a serious topic really from anyone yeah <laughs> you know in this format where it's it, the song isn't super like technically advanced mm. it's really just him whining it is very raw though. it's super raw <laughs> yes. and to me it sounds great like it sounds like he's like it just sounds like he's just crying into the mic mm-hmm. and it's just like pure feeling and pure emotion and it just comes yeah. out like Literally, it comes across yeah. as so like pure and raw and just awesome and then of course like i fucking love the riffs the riffs to me like the instrumental in the back it's so over dramatic and so perfectly over dramatic it just lends to like the whole emotion of it um i didn't thought of that song that way but yeah that, that is a very interesting perspective it's up there i love it because it, it serves a purpose it. it serves a very specific purpose and it's it's executed in a way that i think it should mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's talking about losing his family yeah. dude and for a guy like that from we as fans understand as being by all accounts a family guy he just happens to be a celebrity and one that moves around a lot. Like, he's a family person. He cares more than anything about his family. He cares about his mom, Donna. You know what I mean? Like, he cares about, you know, his, his like, his family in all accounts, right? So, like, to put that into a song like this really just, like, mm-hmm. fucking kills me. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I fucking love that song. And the, the, the riff goes, like, there's like a minute left after I pause, and it's basically just a riff, and it's just like... <gasps> Mike Dean going off. Just, Presumably Mike Dean going off. Yeah, it's just Mike Dean popping off. Um, speaking of Mike Dean, Mike Dean popping off, this right here, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Um, this song is called, uh, it's Split, because I don't know if it shares the same name as what it did. It used to be called Future Sounds, and now it's called Heaven and Hell, I think. Um, but I'm going to skip to the last about 25 seconds of this song, because, um, well, I'll talk about it once I'm playing it. This is also a song that needs to be mixed a lot better. Oh, but I love it, though. This one also felt... You didn't like it? I love this song. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. This, uh, yeah. Bro, this 808. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold up. Where's this shit? <laughs> God, dude. This, this... I think to date, this has been... And, and it's literally ripped from a live concert. This has been probably the best 808 I've yeah. ever heard. That is the sickest 808 I've ever heard. I don't I know if, I, if I'm, like, safe in saying that, but, like, oh, my God. <laughs> that is the sickest 808... I've heard, and this is this might be gas, but it's Kanye, so it's all gas when it comes from me anyway. That might be the single sickest 808 run I've ever heard. And it's not that it's like, like I said, it's not that it's like super complicated of like a run. Mm-hmm. It just sounds so perfect. <laughs> it just sounds so fucking cool. Um, I told Brad this as a joke, but as I was thinking about it, I, I, I do truly kind of believe it. This, um, that 808... That last 20 seconds is better than the baby's entire catalog of music. <laughs> oh, the baby. In its entirety. <laughs> like, whistles and all. And the baby's not the only one. Like, that that 808, that 20 seconds would just murk any, most, a lot of rappers' entire discographies just by itself. And I know that's gas, but I think it's funnier if I, if I gas stuff okay. like that. For me, honestly, that, that 808 was comparable to, like, some of the best sounds from oh, something like yeah. Igor. Yeah. Like, which also was heavily into that uh, 808 kind of sound yeah. with the uh, blaring drums and not as much the Kanye type of screaming, but it was mm-hmm. also had that like raw uh, strength to the vocals of it as well. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I loved it as well. Honestly, that that was a highlight for the from the album for yeah. me. That song in general. Again, I think that's a song that needs to be pitched. Like it needs to be mixed a lot better because mm-hmm. like the there's like a weird like choir in the back or just yelping in the back that's like sounds so much louder than Kanye when it comes in I don't know if that's on purpose I hope it's not because it sounds fucking weird um I don't really have any more scorching hot takes I have some just mini opinions that I'll I guess I'll hold um until we hear like the actual official Mm -hmm. DS uh um the actual release of it Mm -hmm. um including that Jesus is or Jesus Lord would be great if it didn't have Jesus yelping every every other bar um my favorite song was you like jail right no my favorite song was donda 43 times masterpiece oh yeah however long it was (laughs) i I thought it was cool i mean listen you know you guys on this podcast know i i hate skits and interludes generally to the point where i just ignore them if they're on there like if they're if it's an interlude i'm ignoring it like in terms of my critique because i just don't unless it's like egregious I don't think Donda, 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 Donda. Should I just play it? No, don't play it. Don't Jesus play it. Jesus Christ! No. <laughs> Not the whole thing. It's look. I, 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 us saying Donda was enough playing it. It's a song where the word Donda is repeated many times. It's literally times. just a woman saying Donda. Yes. Like, 
however many times it is. Whenever, 43 wh- times, 53 times. Something like, maybe like 53. However old Donda was when she died, that's how many times I say it. Um, yeah. God. Yeah, I'll hold the rest of my f- opinions, which I have a lot, granted. Um, but was oh, I Jill- have so many. You mentioned Jill. Was that the one that's featuring... The one with Jay-Z. Oh, oh, yeah. That song was... That one has a sick-ass guitar, too. Mm-hmm. Hold on so I can find it. Just Jay- Oh my god, oh yeah. The Jay Z verse is cool. It's cool. It's, fu- it's has cool. a little charm of it. Is a little the, charm to the it. The first half of it is kind of boring to me. And there's some, like, in my opinion, like, non Jay Like, there's some, like, low level or below standard bars from Jay Z. Um, but listen, when he says that um, this could be the return to throne, I got excited. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think that we will get a throne too. I know Justin LaBoy said we're gonna get a throne. Watch the throne too. I don't give a shit what the fuck Justin LaBoy says. Respectfully. Um. Yeah. Respectfully. <laughs> um. Plus, I have no idea what the hell that album would sound like, even if it did exist. So I'm just ignoring it. But it just the mention of the throne again as the two of them is just cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, on the contrary, I, I love that. Piece, mm-hmm. Just the epicness. The of second there. half is great. The second half is really good. Yeah. Yeah. We just get. I can't wait to hear the song mastered in full CD. Yeah, I cannot wait to hear these songs in mm-hmm. full audio. And when and listen, if it's bad in CDQ, I will come in here and, and talk <laughs> about it because there are some songs in here that I hate. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, I already talked about we made it the the pop smoke one. I think that song is god awful. Well, it's not god awful. I think it just has no business being on here. Plus, there was two songs missing as well, right? Presumably. Yeah, presumably there were two songs. They might have been na na na. Lots of presumably's in this discussion, but I think very necessary for yeah. <laughs> given or, or given this um release that we've had with Kanye. Yeah. All right, we talked about Kanye for like half a fucking hour, which is I would talk about Kanye for hours, but I don't. Uh, let's talk about Marvel. Let's move on to Marvel because we need to talk about Marvel. Um, well, but Marvel and honestly DC as well. That Suicide Squad movie. She. Mm. Oh, I forgot about that Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> um. Well, let's talk about let's start with Marvel just because Marvel. Um, well, you want to talk about you want to just talk about future stuff like just mention it mm-hmm. like if you're looking forward to anything at this oh, point, which I mean, I mean obviously we are, but like what you're looking forward to what specifically. Day is it today, twentieth. We Shang-Chi. get Shang Chi in like three weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Oh God. We yeah. get Shang Chi in literally two weeks. Um, there was some controversy about that. I'm not sure if you heard. There was like I heard a, some shit about Shang Chi, but I didn't hear controversy about it. It, it was a, a logo change. It's kind of like random, but. I don't know. It was kind. Of, I don't know what the big deal was, but apparently the original logo for the Ten Rings organization. I'm not too familiar with the lore of this, but people were referring to it as the Ten Rings organization, which I think. Actually, I don't want to spoil anything, but basically, um, the logo contained uh, Mongolian text. Okay. Uh, yeah. Around it. Well, they, it, it did that in the first. They kind of alluded to that in the in Iron Man three when yes. we heard about the Mandarin. Yes. Like the fake Mandarin. Well, yeah, exactly, and, and it was using Mongolian, and apparently, the country of Mongolia mm-hmm. sent, or I guess somebody, some representative of the country mm-hmm. of Mongolia, some like minister of culture or education, yeah. some some dude, some goober. Yeah, some goober. <laughs> he um sent a letter to Marvel to change them because mm-hmm. apparently he found it racist and i don't know disrespectful to the country okay. which i understand you know they're allowed to feel that way but, we're also allowed to not give a fuck but that's my own personal preference anyway <laughs> so, so th- and this happened like uh when the logo initially surfaced mm-hmm. um during the iron man 3 movie and 
they changed it, right? Mm-hmm. And the controversy, it's, it's quite funny to me because they changed it to feature Mandarin script. Mm-hmm. And since that first logo and now, uh, China, the country, mm-hmm. has banned the Mongolian script that they use because, you know, they're China. Yeah. And they want everybody to be, to be the same over there. Oh, yeah, it's got a lot uh, um, And now <laughs> Mongolia... The same person mm-hmm. backpedaled, and they're like, "Oh no, no, no! I take this back. Could you, could you please change it back? Yeah, of we course. want, we want Mongolian script to be used and seen by the world, which w- should have been what you thought first. Yeah. Obviously, you're getting that. In my Marvel. opinion, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> we could take, we gotta, we gotta take like a few weeks when, when shit is dead. Honestly, we're hitting like, we're, I don't even know when we're gonna get a week like that. Maybe this coming week, um, unless we get dawned. But anyway, um, we need to talk about like shit like that. Oh my God, or maybe we just start like a second episode once every other week or some shit like that where it's just like talking about like actual shit like that where it's like yo oh god it's not racist if you just use it it's racist if it's not done tastefully mm-hmm. and that's my opinion you know? i think as we've seen we're not in good light marvel is very tasteful regardless of yeah. how they're representing yeah people. or they try to be mm-hmm. they try to be right like you know everyone makes mistake. you know everyone makes a mistake every once in a while i don't think they've made any egregious ones i think the the biggest thing that they've done i mean i'm not sure if mm-hmm. you'd agree with me on this but the, the the biggest risk they've taken which obviously paid off was their portrayal of black panther and of like african cultures through like wakanda yeah and i mean i think it was pretty universally like appreciated yeah yeah right? and i mean like it, yeah it's kind of apples and oranges there just because like i hate that saying i i oh god it's just the easy saying to say. I hate that fucking saying. You can compare. <laughs> listen, you can compare apples and oranges. They're both fruits. Why can't you compare them? Anyway, um, like, uh, no, I agree. I agree. Um, I lost my train of thought, but like, um, but like the Wakandans were were like put in a more positive light than maybe the Mongolians thought. Comparatively, their culture was being portrayed as in Shang Chi, which I mean fucking whatever um i guess but yeah i mean they, they, it looks like marvel is sticking to the new mandarinized yeah. logo so i'm so excited for that movie yeah no, it is. okay so upcoming upcoming marvel movies shang chi eternals spider-man new 3. trailer did you watch the new trailer for the eternals i did yes Oof, yeah. um rank those in terms of most what you're most excited for oh um and before i rank that as well uh today i'm not sure if you saw this as well but uh during an interview kevin phage uh, confirmed that that I'm sorry, Feige. Feige. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Kevin Feige. Oh, yeah, that's how you pronounce that name. Is he Italian? Is that I don't it? Fucking no. Okay, well, he's gonna direct. He's gonna make it movies. <laughs> he, he, he confirmed that um a trailer for Far From Home will be released before the movie. Oh, he did say that. Yes, I yes. still maintain that that they shouldn't. I, I agree. I don't should. think that they should. Uh, but I don't know. I what think that, he didn't specify when it's coming out, so it could be the day before. It could be who knows. You know. Okay, I'm gonna say something that might tie into that. Um, I heard, or I saw, that when people, because now we're in like, um, we're kind of losing the embargo on, or maybe, actually, let me not set up like that way. Um, obviously, before movies ha- before movies come out, they, you know, the the studio brings in people to like like a test audience, right, to watch the movie or certain plot points of the movie. Mm-hmm. In Marvel's case, probably most of the movie. Um, and, like, just get the reactions on it. Or at least, like, plot, like, major plot points that, like, they want to see how the audience is going to react. Maybe they tweak some things. 
Like I know, um, for example, like there was a scene in Endgame, or there's supposed to be a scene in Endgame. I think it's in the deleted scenes in like the disc copy, maybe. Um, where like when <clears throat> excuse me, when um Tony dies, spoiler <laughs> for the three people on movie. the planet that have not seen Endgame no, it's and so Anything um, that's more than a year old, it's okay yeah. to spoil, in my um, eyes at least. But there was supposed to there was originally a scene where like after he died, he goes into the after afterlife or to like the plane whatever that weird celestial plane that like they went on uh after they got the soul stone or like something similar where he talked to like his daughter that's grown up for some reason oh um and that was in the deleted scenes you said i don't know if it was in the deleted scenes i just know it was supposed to be in the movie because it can't because there was there were well there weren't rumors there is footage of it there is footage of it that exists and people saw it um and it include do you remember 13 reasons why like the netflix show do you remember um, the main actress in there, Caitlin Langford, mm-hmm. that's her name. She, I remember because she was cast in Endgame. Like, that she made, like, while they were making Endgame, it was, like, a big deal because they're, like, Caitlin Langford's in Endgame. Like, that was, like, a thing that we knew for sure, but we didn't know what her role was. Like, because she wasn't in the MCU before. They're, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is she doing there? But that's that was her role. She was going to play in a, play a grown-up version of Morgan, Tony's daughter. But, like, that was just an example of, like, some things that they changed and stuff, and, and stuff like this. I wonder what they changed that. Maybe they still plan to... The audience said that they didn't like it didn't like it wasn't necessary and it they didn't like get what was going on like they didn't understand that it was morgan when she was grown mm-hmm. up and like it was just it wasn't it wasn't it was like kind of confusing and it like was probably, it wasn't necessary you i know think what they I mean? were probably just setting up for using her then in the future right for um i don't know maybe for young avengers but it might also just be better to just like just chop it in like, yeah no i agree that it would have felt out of place yeah it would have felt out of place. I think, like, they just came to the conclusion that, like, ah, you know, whatever. It's not that important, and it, if people didn't really vibe with that much, you just take it out. I like what, how they handled Iron Man's death. I yeah, think it was... 100%. Uh, Very tasteful. Yeah. Um, every time I watch it, I cry. I tear up. I'm not gonna lie to you. Every single time I tear up. I watched that movie. I, we, I was <laughs> Brad came into my room earlier while I was watching um, theater reactions to Endgame and Infinity War, and I teared up. I was, like... I had, like, tears in my eyes the entire time, because, like... um. I don't know if you, like, I don't know if, like, do you watch, like, music reactions <laughs> on YouTube? Yeah. Like, I am addicted to music reactions, because, like, if I could have any, like, if I can have any ability in your world, it would be to, like, forget specific things. Experience them for the Experience first time. Experience them. Well, it wouldn't really be a superpower, right? But if I could do anything, like, right, that, no, that would, would be, like, one of the things, man. one of the top things. Like, that'd be so awesome. Yeah. To, like, listen to, like, my favorite albums for the first time all over again. Dude, I'd like that superpower again. Yeah. Parcels for the first time. Oof. God damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... But, uh, what was I just talking about? The, I, like, I, like, lost my tangent. The I'm on a tangent, on a tangent, on a tangent. I lost my Having that superpower because of movie reactions. Oh, yeah, um, but, like, I, anyway, I was just talking about, like, how I love that scene and how we were talking about, uh, Tony dying and all that mm-hmm. fun shit. Um, but there was, okay, back to the original reason why I brought this up. <laughs> um, that makes sense. You saying that, um, there's gonna be a trailer release before Spider-Man. I heard that when people watch when they pulled in that like test audience right to show them shang chi um there people came out saying that there is a scene in the movie i can't remember if they said it was if it was in the base movie or if it was like an end credits mid credits that caused an audience reaction and i'm quoting this i'm partially um paraphrasing this but i'm quoting this um that was on the same level of reaction that that um captain america wielding mjolnir for the first time got you know how big 
of a thing that has to happen to get a, yeah. an audience reaction as big as Captain yeah. America wielding Mjolnir for the first time. That's that was probably That's one big. of the biggest. That is like probably the biggest mo- moment of that movie. Probably one of the biggest movies of that of the entire MCU. Just like the amount of payoff that led up to that singular moment, and the guy like whatever whoever wrote like the little piece was like, yeah, like it got a reaction that was to the level of Captain wow. America. I'm like, okay. so that could be yeah, that, that could be a tie-in. Well, I mean. That- that Shang brought up Chi. the movie in my eyes, honestly. That. Shang-Chi obviously has ties to Doctor Strange because we see Wong in the trailer fighting um, Abomination, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, there are obviously ties to that. So, I mean, we could get... Listen, if I see Tobey Maguire's face on that fucking screen, I'm gonna I'm gonna go absolutely fucking apeshit. I, I, oh, my God. It, it still feels, you know, we did get Black Widow, but it was markedly not part of it is part of the MCU, but not part of this current phase of the MCU. No, to put it that way, released so. way too late. I could not. I could give a shit less. And, and the shows, while they've been great, they've been, I would say, purely self-contained. Mm-hmm. So, oh my god, I'm still so excited for these movies, dude. Like what, Eternals as well. Like yo, we'll rank them. We'll rank them. If you if you can, if you can rank them, which ones you're most excited for? At least just those three, because I mean, we can get into like Doctor Strange and all that shit. But I want to do that. A couple of hours ago. I would have said I'm most excited for Far From Home okay. just because of the mystery around it. Mm-hmm. But after hearing what you just told me about uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings and after watching that... Keep in mind, that, I, that, I, could be, that could, I could be completely That's wrong right. about that, right? Like, take that with a grain of salt. A mm-hmm. grain of a grain of a grain of yeah. salt. I mean, if, if that movie, though... Pure speculation. I mean, yeah, regardless. And, and after watching that Eternals trailer, dude, all, all three movies just... I can say I'm I'm like equally excited for them. Damn cop out answer. I mean, I, I can't even. Oh my god! Because you know, from I'm not super excited for the Eternals. I'm gonna say it. I'm not super excited for the Eternals. I mean, I'm excited because I mean it's a Marvel movie and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super fucking excited. The cast looks amazing. Yes, thematically, the Eternals. I think they just they're so cool, and the casting was. I think super great. Cast was top notch. Um, it is top notch. The only thing I'm worried about is the the large, the, the super large cast. But I'm sure they'll they'll handle it well. And then Spider Man, Spider Man. Uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. So like, and 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 you know, I guess by exclusion, I would be least excited about Shang Chi. But what's exciting about that one is that it's coming up. It's it's like right of, here. It's the gateway to these other movies that are coming mm-hmm. out. So, dude, yeah, honest. That's my honest answer. All three of them. Okay. Super excited. Okay, I think I think for myself, I think Spider Man is my my most anticipated for basically the same reasons, right? All the mystery, and all the multiverse ties, right? Because we know it's going to be multiverse included. Mm-hmm. We we know that. Like we all, all of us know that, right? So those implications, I think, are really exciting. <laughs> dude, we even got. Jamie Fox in there, like what? And the original Doc Ock. <laughs> no, the original Doc Ock. Yeah, we get the, you didn't know that. No, yes, we God. get the original Doc. That's why. Wow. That, that's where all the. That's where all the rumors started because at the same like within like I think maybe like a couple days or like the same week we got, we got news that Jamie Fox was gonna be returning was gonna be returning as whatever the hell his name yeah, was the, the lightning guy Sparky Sparky Boom Man Electro yeah Electro yeah he's gonna be returning as Electro which obviously has um Andrew Garfield implications. And then we get the original Doc Ock, which obviously has um, Tim McGuire. Tim, uh, the, yeah, yeah, McGuire. <laughs> Toby Mag- Tim, Toby McGuire implications, right? <laughs> That's where McGuire. all the those those two castings are where all of the well, and Jay Jonah. We got well, we got Jay Jonah, the original Jay Jonah in the second Spider-Man. Name. But th- that didn't really have that had multiverse implications because it's the same actor. 
but uh, but not, but not heavy though. ones. Yeah, but cause, not, cause not super heavy have, ones. Uh, it it might have just been like an Easter egg because we got an Easter egg with in like one division with like one division. Mm-hmm. Granted, that does kind of still lend more towards multiverse. Yeah, shit. I don't know. I feel like they could still bring that guy back. You know, I think they listen. We say this. I say this every single time I talk to somebody about Marvel when it comes to multiverse. They can now. I'm gonna talk about this with what if. They can do literally anything. I now. mean, they, they did. They opened up a door that opens up a billion doors. They yes. can do anything. They can do literally anything. Any story, anything, as long as it includes any characters within the MCU. It can, and people just have to accept that this is a possibility because multiverse shit, they can do anything and just I mean, call it multiverse. If anybody's watched episode two of What If, that is their anything. The, yeah. <laughs> um, but before we go on to that, though. Um, I'm so excited for Shang-Chi. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say that. I'm so, I'm so, I'm, I love martial arts. I love martial arts. Um, I think it's very. I think every action scene I've ever seen in a movie that includes martial arts, um, to, no matter what, like quality the movie is, is always very well done, um, and it always makes me excited. Or I always like it, no matter what like degree of quality it is. Plus, Fucking love it. Plus, Marvel's choreography has been so good. It has been, and it's just improved over like the last couple yeah. movies and shows. I'm, yeah, it like, looks good. I don't care about the story that much. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. I think it'll be intriguing. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's just going to be, it's going to be like a Wakanda type story, not, not storyline, but I mean like the things that intrigue me about Shang-Chi are like the powers that come from the, like the Ten Rings themselves, like the actual like pieces, Mm -hmm. like what the powers are, like what do you get with it? Like how did they, and to me that's kind of like, it's very, has like Black Panther parallels to me where it's just like, all right, well like a giant rock of vibranium (laughs) came here and then we just start fucking around with it and then we got all this shit. Mm -hmm. Um, but like. I'm excited for I'm excited for Shang Chi in a lot of ways. I'm I'm just not super excited for Eternals just because like I don't know. It seems I mean obviously it has big implications for the MCU, but it also just kind of like doesn't the the story as of now doesn't interconnect very directly into other stories I'm more excited for. Like I'm very in, I'm very into multiverse like what they're gonna do with the multiverse. So obviously any movie that includes the multiverse mm-hmm. direct ties to I'm gonna be intrigued in. And I think uh, as well people were. I think it's fair to, to have that view of Eternals. People were kind of joking about uh, a certain line in the trailer where they said um, it was something along the lines like, oh, we won't protect, like, we won't show up to protect the Earth oh, unless yeah. they're yeah. Uh, variant or deviant or whatever deviant, they said. Yeah. Yeah, Which, I mean, is it lore, it's it's comic accurate, and I mean, like, it makes sense, right? I mean, like, how else you... This is... This is... Actually, actually, it wasn't comic accurate. Or, or, I mean, from what I saw, I'm, I'm not super well-versed in this, but I did see people saying that it, maybe they're straying away from the... Which they already had, obviously. They're straying mm-hmm. away from the comic um, backstory in which... Thanos is also part deviant. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, well, you know, well, I'm, well, the MCU takes very, like, takes a lot of liberties mm-hmm. just to make new and interesting stories with IPs and stories that already exist, right? So they make changes like that all the time. So that makes sense. Um, <laughs> new and interesting story. Yeah, it's just uh, spoiler alert. Everybody who hasn't watched What If. Spoiler yeah, let's talk about alert. We, can, we can transition to What If. But I think uh, we kind yeah, of let's just make this. Thanos a good guy. Let's just, you know. Bring back our boy Chadwick. Damn, oh. they, they took the boy. <laughs> man, dude. What if... Firstly, for anybody who hasn't watched... I mean, I guess I already spoiled it. So you've only, <laughs> you'd only be listening to this if you've already watched it. But, man, that show so far has... I didn't... I watched the first episode and 
I talked to Nick about this earlier. I, though I thought it was good, the direction that they took the second episode was insane to me. Yeah. Just and and I think it, it it's in a way preparing people for. I hope it's preparing people for we're about for what we're about to see with see some live action. Shit. We're gonna see some weird shit. Oh yeah, we're gonna see some weird stories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, I don't know how much detail you want to go into it because it's like it's i feel like moving forward it's gonna be kind of hard to talk about what if um because like at the end of the day we're always gonna say like oh it's cool that they changed this <laughs> from the original story right whereas that's like that's like the point of the gimmick that's like the whole gimmick of the show well, is I, that I they change like little spots th- there will be a i think it will all connect oh no no no, it will what i'm saying is like mm-hmm. the difference between us talk like we didn't talk about um um what, what they call it captain cat in britain what the fuck do they call her wait what what the hell did they call Captain Car- Captain Carter? Oh, Captain! I was Carter. like, what the fuck did they call her? Agent Carter. Carter. Agent- no, well, they called her Captain. Oh Carter yeah, Captain. The, the, okay, yeah. I episode. See. I'm saying like the difference between like Captain, like the episode Captain Carter and this episode, like the, most of the things that we're going to talk about all kind of boil down to, oh, it's really cool that they changed this and now this, like it's from the original story, now it's this. Which I mean, we still will, but like at the end of the day, that's going to be like our big. Um, I think it's cool that they've also taken the chance to introduce like easter eggs for fans um yeah little mentions to i love fan service mm-hmm. i love fan service i will never be mad at fan service yes. again as long as it's done tastefully i think endgame did i know a lot of people got mad at endgame for being like really leaning really heavily into fan service like mm-hmm. there was a lot of payoff yeah like a lot of like you know, there was a lot of payoff which i mean some people don't like um which is fair because it's, it's kind of like diluted enjoyment it kind of it kind of like it's kind of like it kind of like feigns authentic like good writing when you just kind of end the storyline that like has been going on for decades yeah right um people will undoubtedly be upset yeah because i mean it's it's not i wouldn't call it cheap story storytelling or cheap writing but mm-hmm. it's very like low-hanging fruit in terms of like like cap wielding mailer that we were talking about inherently isn't that like <laughs> you could you could call it like Realistically, objectively, it's probably bad writing. That's like, oh, he can now wield Mjolnir and to like save Thor, right? Like, it's like, like that's convenient. Like, ah, oh, he convenient can do it now. Like, um, from like an objective standpoint, that's kind of cheap writing. But like, it gets you shield all that in like the the payoff of like, oh, we got to see like literally years ago in like the second Avengers movie where like he, where like he budged it. And, like, everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I wonder why he was able to budget. Maybe he's, like, almost as strong or something. We got, like, that that kind of payoff. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, like, I see... The, I mean, maybe you can call me crazy. But I love Easter eggs. Just mm-hmm. to... I, I see the potential for this... Kind of, like, this what-if series. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at first everybody thought it was just a bunch of the different, you know, episodic kind of thing. Yeah. Um, unrelated to the MCU. Now we get to see more about the casting we we don't have enough episodes yet to to see a direction for the show but it seems that especially with the multiverse stuff going on it that it will be a some part of the mcu yeah and my hope is i think it was confirmed by somebody in like unlike the disney team that like it was it has it has ties to the mcu my hope for this is for it to be live action someday wouldn't that be crazy, man? I don't know if they would do a live action. I don't think it makes sense for them to ever do a live action. Why not? Because who knows where this story is going? Yes, I think it's. I think like in terms of like what they're doing now with like things, stories that are very much episodic. Because like think about it, right? Like, and, and would it be cool to see more Captain Carter stuff? I guess, but like the gimmick would would run out very quickly. You know what I mean? Like, would it be cool to see like 
the Guardians with with Black Panther with Chadwick go on and do like space adventure shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, but the gimmick runs out very fast. Like to me, that's why I don't think they would ever do like a live action version, just See, because like I don't it, think it will be that though. It's not that they're gonna make a. They're going to introduce what I think the direction could possibly be is them introducing those characters in a, kind of how we are um expecting i mean who knows how it'll actually be but kind of how we're expecting andrew garfield and toby Maguire yeah. to appear i think it's gonna be something like that we're gonna like in some movie some multiverse is gonna be jumped to and they're gonna be in the one where thanos is a good guy which i think would be awesome to oh see. the stories i could see that i yeah, thought you yeah. meant like the literal like i thought you meant like literally they might start making one of episodes like live oh no no, no 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 i see what you're saying like they're gonna yeah. adapt the stories oh yeah i mean well that's well that's just multiverse shit like at the end of the day we're just gonna be able to chalk so much shit up stuff that just like oh that's just multiverse shit oh my god which again is at its core pretty much like cheap writing but i mean well comic books are written in a way that like leads to cheap writing sometimes or cheap plot devices sometimes mm-hmm. i shouldn't say cheap writing and, um, and sorry before we continue also to because i hadn't thought of that about this they're also setting the precedent mm-hmm. to be able to do that by casting most of the original actors to do the voices for them yeah so i think there's also that it's not too telling but i think it is a precedent that they want to maintain that continuity yeah mm-hmm. um like i would see I, I always thought, even though they gave Agent Carter, like, because we can only talk about the ones that we've had so far, I, I always thought that they kind of underused Agent Carter, even though she technically had her own TV show. I thought that she could have had, uh, I think, I, I still think, I like I like the actress. Um, I think she played the role very well. I still think she's interesting enough as a character to merit her own, like, MC to merit her own, like, actual character in the MCU. Um, but I don't know if they just, I don't know at this I mean, at this point, her story's already done, right? I mean, yeah. like, they don't really need to you know shoehorn her in for no reason mm-hmm. but like i wouldn't be mad at again a universe where we see her again as an agent car as a captain carter i right? feel like it, you know some people everything will be a shoehorn of sorts yeah. at this point so yeah it just depends on how, how much people like it yeah how they execute it stuff like that yeah we're all gonna be at the end of the day we're all waiting to see if the fantastic four is good oh god damn. when's that supposed to come out 2022 2024 2026 i think it's 23 Oh. I think it's like early twenty three, maybe. Okay, okay, that's not as bad as it was. I was honestly expecting like twenty twenty four, or later. I think we got. I think we got like a. I think we got. There was a casting that was released. I don't know if it was like confirmed, but there were some interesting actors in there, which I actually kind of like. Mm. The one that stick. The one that I remember is, you watch Queen's Gambit, right? Yes. You remember like the pirate, the guy that looked like a pirate, that she was like friends with. He wore like a hat. And like he wore like all black oh, shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And he the, had like he had, like the, the dude with the trench coat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Him. He's. I think <laughs> the they cast. Lord. I think they casted him as uh, fucking the Human Torch. Okay. Which I kind of like. I like him. I like. I think he was a cool actor. Oh god. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I was going. I was like, okay, he'd be very bad as um the professor. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. I forget who they cast for Mr. The or I think I forget who they said they cast for Mr. Fantastic. All the roles seem pretty cool. Okay. I forget what they had for. I haven't seen much for Mr. Fantastic. For that. Um, if they make that fan- listen, at this point they're too big to fail, right? Like we know they don't have to do much heavy lifting with like I I say I say like we all ring to see if the Fantastic Four is good because they don't have to do that much heavy lifting. Like the Fantastic Four, the original Fantastic Four had the disadvantage comparatively to like the MCU of mm-hmm. having to basically write their own story. Like their own, they had to start 
and end the story within a movie and then like a sequel right like that that create a universe establish the rules of the universe establish characters give them motivations and then boom and then resolve all that by the end of the movie in like less than two hours which is difficult right and and sadly it didn't work out (laughs) and sadly it did not work out for a multitude of reasons and they did it twice they reckoned and it still didn't work by the way that reminds me of a tangent the director for that movie is the same director as a terrible Tom and Jerry movie that released recently, and I hate that dude. I don't want him to direct <laughs> any more movies because everything he's put out has been trash. Amen. Respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> I'm using respectfully all the time, bro. I, I think it's one of the funniest, so like, little funny. sentence enhancers throwback to Spongebob <laughs> yeah. that you can ever add, ever. Just, the fact that people got so angry at it, it's just, I don't know, it adds to it. It's like it has its own little lore behind it. <laughs> but, um, uh, oh, yeah, so, so I was going to say, you know, sadly that didn't work out that kind of project but you know on the other hand we speaking of heavy lifting our boy um james gunn oh shit good good segue good segue that was that's why i paid a big bucks <laughs> did that <laughs> that suicide squad movie for, for those who know top notch about, suicide squad movie watch directed it. by james gunn watch it great cast watch it watch it amazing well yeah. super well written um, it's been a long time since I've sat in a movie theater and laughed basically the entire time. At a DC movie? No less. Oh, definitely. Well, I don't think I've ever laughed at it. Well, there are no DC movies that are inherently funny. They're all too dark, dude. Every DC movie is so dark the for no reason. The first Suicide Squad was, was very funny. Huh? For, the first Suicide Squad was very funny, but for a completely different yeah, reason. It was horrible. <laughs> no, this one was... Listen, it was just Alba and, um... Shit. Fuck is his name? The wrestler. Oh, John Cena. John Cena. Their <laughs> dynamic, without spoiling too much, their dynamic in this movie is hilarious mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. hilarious and i mean it's kind of like an old trope like that like the two alpha male like the two you put two alpha males on a team and watch them interact like that's an old trope yeah, and, it's and nothing if, new but, but it's played so into it yes it just album was funny i don't think i've ever seen it just would be funny mm-hmm. but like his just stoicism and just like how he just like carries himself as like a person like a human being and as an actor and the character is so like plays so well off of john cena's character who is just like super fucking weird <laughs> I, I, I was watching this uh like analysis comparing the the original or the first suicide squad and the new mm-hmm. one and this person who i mean he seemed pretty knowledgeable about it he, he attributed attributed the new suicide squad's success to mostly to idris elba and how they kind of the way he put it i'm not sure if this is like a movie term or something mm-hmm. but they anchored the view most of the view to him mm-hmm. And I mean, to several other characters within the, the team, but you know, the first one didn't really do that. In that, um, they, you know, remember how they introduced the characters with all the like, like the, wacky. The, I kind of like the stylized introductions. I like that in in theory. I just don't think that it that it had the payoff that it yes, should have. It, it definitely looked exactly. It looked good. It was quality, like cards, like title cards, if yeah. you want to put it. But it just it was too sudden. It was too much of a unload of information mm-hmm. uh, which which i could definitely see but yeah man just wow this movie and the comedy margot was... robbie's top notch as we would expect her to be margot robbie's a top tier actress mm-hmm. um so obviously she's gonna act her fucking ass off and lord did she act her fucking then, ass off every every scene she was in she stole every single one even the uh, the like less known actors are the polka dot man mm-hmm. the who the ironically was... was also in batman it was in the dark knight I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if you've seen The Dark Knight recently. He was the guy... Polka Dot Man. Yeah, Polka Dot Man. He was the same guy... uh, Let me see if I can remember exactly what his role was in The Dark Knight. But he was the guy that... He was the guy that Harvey almost killed 
when he when he started getting uh before he was two face Mm. But before he, but as he was starting to slip, oh. when he put him in the chair in like the alleyway, and he like had the he had the gun, he was like he was like in a mental ward. Like the guy was like mentally and was oh, unstable. The guy was mentally cool. unstable. It's the same actor, just a little. Oh, it's right the there. same actor, but he wasn't Polka Dot Man in that movie. Or no, was there, there was no Polka Dot Man in that movie. Oh, okay. It's the same actor. Obviously, they're playing completely different roles. Because okay, one thing I was, I was actually, actually, I don't know if they're playing different roles. No, no, no. I, I don't think they are. Because I was gonna say about Polka Dot Man, it's not the um, same universe, but. You, one thing that this movie did right, which, you know, I learned about this recently as well, um, kind of uh, in the same vein, you mentioned earlier that Marvel does a very good job at bringing unknown characters to the spotlight yeah. and expanding upon them. That's exactly what they did with Polka Dot Man. He was, he had like, before this, like three or four appearances in the last 50 years. And they mm-hmm. were all, like, he was literally like a background character mm. for most of, like, the You mean stuff. actors, by the way, not characters. Bringing unknown, little-known little, little characters, or actors. Oh, no, I, I meant character. Oh, did you say actors earlier? For some well, reason, I remembered that as characters. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the middle of some, hold up. I know, it's okay. Oh, great, so just interrupt me anyway, that's fine. <laughs> I just want to tell you something. Well, I'm in the... Okay. Jesus Christ. What? I'm literally in the middle of... <laughs> 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 oh, Alright, what time is that? Uh, okay, one twenty-eight. Whatever. Um, sorry, what are you saying? Um, oh yeah, so Polka Dot Man. They brought this very unknown character into the limelight. He, as I said, complete background character, and they fleshed him out. They, I don't know, like it was just so tastefully done. Like, why hasn't? DC, I guess they didn't have James Gunn, right? I guess that was possibly the the missing key, but they just have such good material. Same thing with uh, Nanawe, uh, the Mm, Shark King Shark. shark. shark Oh my god, they have such good source material. Why don't they use it? Why don't they get the right people to use it? And uh, As as great as it was, it's also, in a way, a disappointment for me, thinking about the rest of DC's filmography. And some brought up, I think, like, one thing that Marvel has also done a really good job of, I mean, you know, it's a moot point to, to compare the two, but we will anyway. Um, I think one thing that Marvel has always done well is give the main characters, give the heroes a comparable villain, a comparable threat, right? Every single movie, it's been a comparable threat. Um, some kind of shoot below the belt, or punch below the... What's the, what's the saying? Whatever. Some, like, some... Are, might be like a little bit underwhelming for the but they're never like too high like the, the the threat is never too much where like you can't feasibly see the hero or the protagonist like win in any conflict in like the in the ensemble ones and in the individual films none of them right like they all make sense um dc has had is kind of not as consistent with that usually they're pretty good or, or decent as 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 it was but like when it came to like the suicide squad specifically like the threat being like Enchantress, right? Enchantress was the threat in the in the original Suicide yeah, movie. I think so. Made no sense because the <laughs> Enchantress, as far as I know, from like again what I was looking at and like just from what I know about the character, is like uh, it's ba- look. Well, I'll put it frankly, it's like a Justice League sized threat, right? Mm. Like, there's no reason that anyone short of, like, the best that the DC has to offer should be fighting the Enchantress because she's just that, like, mm-hmm. canonically strong or, you know, strong as a, as a antagonist. And then they just make the fucking Suicide Squad go up against her, which, 
will always make for a weird dynamic because you're always just like, if they win, which they, you know, it's a superhero movie, they always do. If they win, it's going to be by some just stupid, weird, weirdly written bullshit. Cop out. Yeah, some cop out, weird writing bullshit. Or it just literally just makes no sense at all. Or it just like makes like no sense. And you're just like, well, what? S- sadly, we, we honestly got a little bit of both in that movie. <laughs> Squad, yeah, exactly. But here was like perfect. Like, I mean, we got like, we still got like a big dude, but like his, he was literally just big. Like he wasn't that like powerful other than like he didn't he had like mind control like with the whatever mm-hmm. and um it's not spoiled uh, i mean i guess it's kind of i don't know, I don't know if trailer. that was in like the trailer it was a star yeah the, the, um, the kaiju star, star yeah but, and they um, talk about it very early in the movie it's not like a spoiler mm-hmm. but i think uh it's again it's just so strange to me that this movie was so good because uh, a big distinction that i would say between how the movies were produced look the first one you have all the pieces that mm-hmm. I would say would require an ensemble cast mm-hmm. to succeed. And they had the ensemble cast, they had the pieces, just not the actual plot, the actual, the people they were playing just didn't make sense, as yeah. you said. It, I don't know. And this one, they have the ensemble cast, but they have nothing else. Yeah. And yet, it was amazing. Like, it was just well written, dude. Yeah. It was just well written. Um, the actors, every, every single one of them, the actors like was just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, even in the first one, I think the actors were fine. Yeah, um, yeah. The probably the one. most like controversial was like Jared Leto as yeah. Joker, but like yeah, Chris Brown was great. Um, say Chris Brown. Chris Brown. <laughs> I mean Will Smith. Will Smith. That's racist as shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris Brown's been on my hell. mind. <laughs> what? What even? Made Chris know. Brown in that scenario. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Unless you, unless like the dude super, I was just like punching the living shit out of people. <laughs> no, but my apologies. Will Smith was great. That's today. hilarious. Uh, Margot Robbie was, you know, as I said, they had the ensemble cast. Yeah, they had the cast but... to do it. I mean, and like, well, the 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 highest the the higher echelon of those actors and actresses obviously just did their job. Like people say, Will Smith did a really good job. Um, Margot Robbie obviously said that she did a really good job. And, I mean, like, some people say that Jared Leto did a really good job as Joker. Um, albeit not a conventional Joker. And it was, again, fresh off the heels of um, the Dark Knight's Joker, whose name is slipping me right now. Oh, um, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Rest in peace. Um, May he rest in peace as well. But, uh, but that was really good. And, I mean, if you have HBO Max, it's on there for free. It's in your computer so. right now. Um, I think it's like like I said, like well, it's we, not on there for free, huh? <laughs> it's not on there for free. Yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> on there for an additional fee. I'll say that as much. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it was great. I, I like I said, we we went and saw it when we got to uh, the Outer Banks. We got there too early to get into our house, so we're like, all right, and it was raining, so we couldn't like go outside and do anything. So I like, got oh, what the fuck are we gonna do? So we just went and saw it. Greatest decision ever. Nice. Fantastic. Um, Makes me um optimistic for what's to come with DC but yeah. cautiously optimistic because they've delivered a lot of um I think they're learning stuff I think they're learning and the thing is they were always they were listen DC could have always done what Marvel did they just tried to do it too fast mm-hmm. they just tried to play catch up and they also didn't they didn't stick to their guns they, they had the whole thing with Zack Snyder they there's been just a lot of like directorial changes yeah. in many of the movies so but again, that all kind of resulted in them feeling like they had to pick up the pace. Mm-hmm. They, they were under intense amount of pressure, but only pressure that they put themselves under. 
I'm sure it's also like a corporate pressure. I'm sure well, that's what I mean. That, that, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. I mean the studio in general. I don't necessarily mean every director because I mean like, well, this is, well, actually, never mind. Uh, I won't go on that tangent because it's not really relevant. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always a studio. I mean, like, it's almost always a studio because I can tell you right now that whoever owns the DC studio was seeing all the success that Marvel was doing and them breaking records every time they released fucking anything. And they were like, yo, we need to cash in on this, like, but we need to do it fast. Mm-hmm. Because, well, I also kind of blame just, like, this false thought that, like, people were going to get sick of superhero movies. People aren't sick of superhero movies, dude. Yeah. If people were sick of superhero movies, they would have been sick before Avengers. Yeah, no. Granted, but, there has been, you know, a slight drop in average viewership, but we also have to consider COVID. Has there? Oh, I guess over the past, like, two, um, two years. And the fact that, you know, it's, it's kind of like comparing... It's we're now in like the sub story or like the following story. Like it's never nothing's ever as good as the original. You know what I mean? We got the original three phases, which were amazing, right? And now we just get like everything afterwards. So I mean, I people are gonna have way too much of an emotional attachment to the first one and just hold everything to the standard of the first one, in which it's gonna be difficult to like withhold to like hold up to those standards. I disagree with that. I think this fourth phase is ushering a whole new era of. I don't know of what it but... is. It is. I think it's going to be amazing. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying it's not going to be amazing. I'm saying that, like, the, the emotional attachment that, like, we... Especially, like, people in, like, our age group. Mm-hmm. Where, like, we started watching the MCU as kids before, like, we knew... Before even they knew... Well, before they knew. Before we knew that it was going to be this whole overarching thing that we actually had to get it... That we had, like, all these characters that we were invested in literally for two decades. Literally for two decades, mm-hmm. right? Um, and stories that we were invested in for two decades, um now those stories are gone so now like i'm not saying it's gonna be bad I, there's it's almost like i said they're almost too big to fail they really are just too big to fail um i just think that like that emotional attachment is going to be hard to replicate in any falling storylines okay. because i mean we got to assume we're going to get like a galactus right mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for them to like galactus being like the overarching like multi-phase um antagonist right mm-hmm. like that's just the assumption obviously we have no word on that but that's just what people are assuming and it's a pretty accurate assumption if you ask me you bring in the you bring in the fantastic four you bring in um like all these like absolute like mo- like in terms of like power creep like they're <laughs> so much the eternal so much higher than like the original avengers right mm-hmm. um you kind of expect something like that but like you you kind of lose when you do that, you kind of lose and out. And the TVA as well. Yeah, the Sorry, TVA. Yeah. Or just, like, Kang. Like, just, like, otherworldly mm-hmm. threats, otherworldly beings, like, all that fun shit. Like, you just bring in all these other lanes. I feel like it's going to be tough for Lightning to hit the same place twice there. I see. You know? To, to keep people as engaged as... I mean, I, th- I, th- I think people are going to be engaged because I feel like the bar... I feel like the bar... Obviously, you guys can't see me doing this, but Brad is. The bar is between, like, watching this because I'm seriously invested between i'm watching this because i have been invested for so long i should probably just continue being invested mm-hmm. is slowly becoming closer to one okay. another and then will eventually overlap and now you're like i've been watching these more mcu movies for 30 years and they keep making more of them so i kind of have to keep watching and, them. and they keep being good and they keep being good they keep being so yes good. of course <laughs> if they're bad they're not gonna be you know it's gonna anything's gonna fail if it's bad most things most things are gonna fail if they're bad um i just don't think that they can possibly make an MCU film, TV show, piece of media that is bad enough to, like, well, single-handedly or even in series just nuke the entire franchise. It's way too big for that. 
and they are way too good at, at at knowing what to do with their IPs. They are way too good at it. Yeah, they they are very aware of what the consumers want. Yeah, what makes people happy. Yeah. I guess. All right, this will be my last note, and then we'll call it because we've been talking for like an hour and forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't think that they should release the. I meant to mention this before, but we kept going with it. I still don't think they should release the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. I don't think they should do it. Oh. I don't. I don't think they should do it. We're gonna. You're gonna watch that movie. Yeah. If you're interested in the MCU at all, you're gonna go watch that movie. All you need is a release date and like maybe some posters. I wouldn't be surprised if they had planned not to release a trailer, but, but corporate did. pressure. You know, led. it probably is corporate pressure because there is. I'm sure there is some money loss. Oh. Mm-hmm. This these people didn't watch the trailer, therefore they won't watch the movie. I'm, there is bound to be people like that, mm-hmm. which I guess is why that, or it's the only reason I could think of of why they would take that action. If indeed the original plan was not to release a trailer, mm-hmm. but hey, man, money makes the world go. Yeah, artistically round. speaking, it would have been really fucking yes. cool if they don't it do would've. it. It would have been really cool if they didn't release a trailer, mm-hmm. um, because that that's like a whole that's a whole different conversation on like trailers ruining movies. Um, just because trailers now, like, you get, like, the first, you get, like, a teaser, okay? You get, like, the first full trailer, like, the first full-length team in the trailer, and you get, a, sometimes you get a second one, and then you get, like, a bunch of closer looks. Like, Shang-Chi, I can't keep up. I swear to God, Shang-Chi has had 17 trailers. And Black Widow as well. Not a shit ton of trailers. Bla- well, Black Widow's a little different, because Black Widow got delayed by, like, yeah. a whole year and a half, or that's whatever. True. Um, so that's a little different. They basically just have to re-excite you for the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's a little different. But, like, Shang-Chi has only had, well, I guess they kind of I guess they're. I guess so. You know what? I guess you're right because they came out at similar times, right? And they both got pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Eternals. It is weird. It's like why Eternals has also kind of been trending in that direction. I've seen a lot of like teasers, trailers, closer mm-hmm. looks, TV yeah. advertisements, but still nothing from Far From Home yeah. or from No Way Home. So. And that's and that's what I mean. They've 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 gotten to the point now. Where it's like the fact that there is no trailer is almost getting more buzz than a trailer would have gotten, mm-hmm. right? Because imagine how much like, and of course this is us talking from like a fan perspective versus like I a perspective that, that of like key, from a corporate expect perspective where like they obviously have the numbers and they know how much more or they can probably estimate a lot better. They have a lot better idea of what the pool of like the 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 market is. Um, whether if it's worth it for them to release a trailer or not. Because I'm sure if they're going to release a trailer, they deem it worth it, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, at this point, it's late. We haven't gotten a teaser yet. Like, the movie's in three the, months? The movie's in three months. The movie comes out December 17th. Mm-hmm. Comes out in, well, in four months. Yeah, I guess. Like months. four months. Um, and we haven't gotten a teaser yet, mm-hmm. which is rare... And I don't think really ever happens when it comes to Marvel movies. Usually we get like a teaser like a few months, like a lot of months oh, out. Probably like we we would have got a teaser. We should got like a teaser a year. months ago. Yeah, yeah. We like normally got... it's like a year or more ahead because you know there's movies that allude to it in some sort of end credit scene. Yeah, or anything really. But yeah, you're right. But the only the the reason again, and this is again leads into why I don't think that they should need feel the need to release it. They have movies. Their they they've their their universe is so solid that their movies are basically teasers for their other movies, right? <laughs> yes. Like, the end of Wandavision leads into Doctor Strange shit like directly. So like we that's that's there's your teaser. Like to me that's that's a that, we can count mm-hmm. it as a teaser. Like the whole one like the whole Scarlet Witch thing is a direct teaser into 
um, multiverse of madness. Multi- multiverse of madness, which might have ties to mm-hmm. the Spider-Man film, right? Um, like those are teasers. Um, so like when you talk, when you bring up things like that, it's like, all right, do we really need more? Like, do you really need more? To me, you don't, because like I said, if you're invested in these, if you watch these Marvel movies, like I don't, I don't know how much of their their market watches Marvel movies just like you would watch any of the, like you would just go into a theater and watch any of the movie. Like you're just like, oh, like you don't care about like the rest of them. Like you're not invested too much in like the actual universe or like the movies and the universe um, as much as you are just like, hey, this movie looks cool. I'm going to go see it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if, especially with Spider-Man, maybe with like a Shang-Chi or something. Like a Shang-Chi would need it because like it's a new IP. Yeah, Nobody knows who it is. Not... It makes sense, yeah. right? But like Spider-Man has been a popular IP since they started making movies about him decades ago. And Tom this Holland is, himself has also been a fan favorite. Yeah. Like this is not like a this is not like a new experimental IP that you don't know. I don't know how people are gonna like a movie about Spider Man. What? Like who are you talking to? Like it's Spider Man. People are gonna watch this movie if it's good or bad. Like it's Spider Man. Like people are gonna flock people are gonna watch are gonna fill these theaters day one, trailer or not, in my opinion. I think um what I hope so so one thing that struck out to me about the trailer being released about that announcement is mm-hmm. that it felt like he was kind of vague in terms of when it would be released, what type of trailer it would be. I think that it will be the trailer will serve as a sort of prequel for the movie in that it will you that'd know, be cool. That would be in, that would be very interesting. I could see it going in that direction. Certain things happen in uh, Shang-Chi and Eternals that is somewhat established the multiverse and then that trailer could serve as like a segue kind of like prepare like essentially to prepare people for the movie mm-hmm. right I think that'd be cool yeah which Makes is sense kind of what they do already but mm-hmm. maybe like direct like like more direct yeah like kind of like a, a must watch trailer kind of thing like yeah I don't know but it's also they could do a lot of things mm-hmm. they could also do um, a trailer before like they could also put the trailer I saw actually I saw a theory on TikTok that they might do this that they might, um, like obviously Black Widow numbers were low, um, theater wise mm-hmm. like in person theater wise numbers were low for a Marvel movie like astronomically low yeah of course um, for multiple reasons you can acquire that to multiple reasons mm-hmm. I mean it could be COVID still which I would probably put the most of the emphasis on the fact that it was also released on Disney Plus at the same time which also has a massive following or a massive Blaze. influence. And then third, probably the biggest reason I've seen, I don't really abide by this reason, but also because people don't necessarily want to see a female-led movie still, for some reason, even though it's Scarlett Johansson, which is, or who is, excuse me, an amazing actress, and includes a supporting cast that is as good, if not better than her, throughout the movie, anyway. Shout out to Florence Pugh. Um, like, but that's still, the point is, that movie dropped off. Like, they had a massive drop in theater sales, mm. which, from an industry standpoint... From a corporate standpoint, makes sense why they would be kind of scared, why they'd be kind of hesitant with doing stuff like this. From a money standpoint, I get it, I get it. Um, but I saw a, a theory where, in order to get people to go see, like these first couple rounds moving into the winter, right, like Shang Chi specifically, that they play the trailer only before, like they don't they don't put it online, they don't they don't do anything. The only place you can see the trailer is before the Shang-Chi movie in the oh, theater. Like, okay. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I think that'd be fine. Sense. I wouldn't hate that. I mean, 
I don't hate that because I'm gonna go see the movies anyway. So mm. I'm gonna see the trailer. Like if if they do that, I'm gonna see it. Yeah, so I'll I'm be there day one it. regardless. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess we'll be there day one. Yeah. So it's like I'm not mad at that option. I I don't know if that's the route they'll do. I just think that's a creative way to do it. Um, uh, they could do a million things. I still I'm like I said I still vote that they don't release it all because I think that would just that to me that's like that's like put your dick on the table energy you know what i mean it's yeah, like we don't need a trailer it's like the fuck people are gonna see this shit anyway <laughs> we don't need a goddamn trailer dc out here putting out remasters director's cuts <laughs> snyder cuts giving out free popcorn and people ain't still ain't seeing their fucking movies us we don't even we don't need a trailer we, do, we don't need a poster we just throw this shit out just give them a, just give them a release date was that a reference to something that happened? No. Them giving free popcorn? No, okay, no I'm being facetious. That would have been um, so funny, though. <laughs> being facetious. Um, but you see my point. Like, imagine that. Like, imagine how much, like, that's like, to me, that's like, um, uh, what's that comparable to? I could think of something that's comparable to. Just like, just putting your dick on the table. But, that's the kind of, like, that kind of energy. Love that shit. In any context, it's I like, love that kind like of shit. It's like Kanye playing a listening party and saying no, actually, he's going to release that is, that, that, is, is. that is Kanye. That is Kanye fucking energy. It's just like, yo, <laughs> I, people will listen to an out. People will pay me money to sit in the stadium and wait for hours just to hear me play an unfinished album multiple times. And I will tell those people that paid me money that I will release the album. But then but it's going to be a psych moment. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm so good of an artist and my follower base is so strong. And that so, like, so trustworthy for that it. they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they won't care at all. They're still gonna listen to this shit. Oh, Lord. Um, but yeah, all right. We're gonna call it there. We literally talked for two hours, um, which I have no problem with, mm. because we said we we missed we didn't really have a lot to talk about, but we just, we didn't have that much to talk about. We just talked about the stuff that we did. Mm-hmm. No, and things are picking up. Things are picking up. Besides, I mean, I know we're, we're about time, but just to mention a few things, you know, that Dune movie's coming up the um oh, there was something else i was excited for but yeah there's just a lot of stuff. Good i mean media you know, coming i always out. talk about music just music coming out every week um yeah speaking of music that comes that comes out every week um to play us out i have a song by uh rini i think that's how you pronounce his name r-i-n-i um it's called red lights it's featuring wale uh if you don't listen if you like r&b and you don't listen to this man do yourself a favor and listen to him, please. He's amazing. He is probably my favorite R&B. He's, he's up there in terms of my favorite R&B artist, probably of all time. He's just, it's just that good. Um, yeah, I don't have anything more to say, Brad. You have anything else to say before we close out? This has been the Bittersweet Podcast. Bittersweet Taste Podcast, hell yeah. Um, with taste. better audio. <laughs> because we're talking to each other. But, um, oh, also, I think Brad and I talked about moving our release, our release dates. Um, for these yes. uh, our release schedule for these episodes we he brought up Friday I think the point is we don't we're not gonna do it on Thursdays I'm almost want to do it on like do releases on Saturday just because since we're both working now mm-hmm. like we're both busy um, okay I agree with that but um, just keep out for uh, both of our socials just for updates um well i don't have socials <laughs> you do i have them linked but he doesn't he doesn't use his socials look pay attention to my socials because i always i always tweet out when sorry. we have a new episode um sorry guys i but i'm off that he's slacking he's slacking <laughs> on the promo but it's okay that's not i don't pay him for the promo all right um but yeah uh with that being said i've been nick i've been brad and it's been the very sweet taste podcast we will talk to you guys 
sometime. Probably <laughs> next week, but we'll probably see. next week. But we'll see. We're <laughs> flaky as hell. Probably next week, but we'll see. Um, again, this is the song is called "Red Lights" by Rini. Have you heard the song? No. Okay. Well, it came out on Friday. So, what came out? This is a single. Single. This is the second single. Um, like the production. Oh, just wait on it. Gang, they have a single. Cool. Yeah, this is good. This one is so good. Out of the blue is the other song that Brad talked about. Kind of awesome, Not as good as this one. But this one's like top tier. Trust women is the thug of me. Tell a best woman not to really fuck with me. Just lust for me. Just mess with me. Just touch me and leave. Don't talk to me. I get lost in the moment I be going to public. So close to the game, gave wall a bucket. Gave bail a oop for my little boop. Bell air in the fridge, got the wheel to do it. Got a real, real low profile. Go yard mask, no, I still don't smile. Do it for the bag, but I do it for a block. Red lights on, but it still won't stop. Uh, usually do this but i'm playing another rini song because i just i don't i don't want to <laughs> is this out of the blue no this is um aphrodite 
Which I think is my favorite song of his. Actually, that or maybe an Amsterdam. One of those two. Bob would put me onto these guys. And I think I'm, I told him I'm forever in his debt that he put me on. Because I... This song is like the definition of just like... Every time I listen to this shit, I just like melt. Just like, I wonder if, if you found them through Earth Gang because of that. That makes sense. Regardless. Thank you, Bob. He might have. Thank you. 